What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 17th edition of the True Shot Guest Pop Podcast. Today's guest, his name is Matt Thomas of Ashtone Audio. You may not know his name, but you definitely know his work. Matt is responsible for being the guy, the producer, the mixer, the masterer, as my cat runs around here in the background, for bands such as Kingdom of Giants and Darko US. So make sure you stick around. You listen to this podcast, you get some inside information about what it was like working with both of those bands, and also just Matt in general. It was a nice, long conversation. I had a lot of fun with this one, so check it out. Anyways, here is Matt Thomas of Ashtone Audio. Matt Thomas, welcome to the True Shot guest spot. How you doing, my man? How's it going? I'm doing Gucci, my man. Good. I like to hear that. Listen, man, there's going to be some people that are probably going to be tuning in. They're probably like, all right, Matt Thomas, I want to I wanna put a, a, a background with the name. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the people out there that might be tuning in, trying to figure out who is this fine-looking gentleman in front of me, besides me, of course. <laughs> well, my name is Matt. I live in Sacramento, California, and I just started getting into the more professional round of bands, but I've been recording uh, local bands for a long time. I love mixing heavy music, uh, and my music background's pretty wide, which is kind of cool. Cool. So when I get into this metal scene, I get to bring some other stuff not everyone always knows about. So got into Kingdom of Giants and Darko recently, mm. uh, just by happenstance, honestly. It was pure sheer luck that I ran into both projects at the same time, and now things are topping off way way more than i expected so now i'm having fun <laughs> so now now we get to do get ready for round two <clears throat> that's awesome yeah no that that's really cool i mean does it, to be able to go from you said local bands to that now explain that a little bit like how does how do you um i guess because it, it's going to be pretty tough to eventually make that uh not not a switch but that 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 kind of uptick in in like uh in your in your resume so to speak you know, you go from the local bands to a Kingdom of Giants or a Darko. Like, when does that happen? Like, how how does that happen? Uh, it never happens suddenly. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> this was definitely a gradual process. I, there's for me, there's no such thing as an overnight, you know, success to that point. You know, yeah. you gotta even for someone where it looks like it was, there was a long story going before it. You yeah. know, sometimes up to like decades. You know, it's insane for me uh kingdom of giants is based out of sacramento most of them live in the area well more particularly outside of sac but like this mm -hmm. is the closest city for them um right and they've played a club i run live sound as well uh, i'm into live production just as much as am studios so i have had the experience of doing sound for lots and lots of touring bands that mm -hmm. come through mostly metal bands because of the size clubs that i was working right um I'm not sure. Are you familiar with the Artery Foundation? Remember them? Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, so I know their were, name, yeah. Yeah, they were based here in Sacramento, and uh, Eric Rushing, one of the main owners of Artery, he's a guy, one of the founders, um, he was the national talent buyer at the boardwalk here in California, up in Sacramento, which is kind of like, you know, the whiskey in L.A.? Well, this is kind of like the NorCal whiskey. It's It's been around for like 40 years. Gotcha. Um, and, uh, you know, classic bands like Deftones and Papa Roach broke their cherries and places like that, you know. Damn. So um, anyway, uh, Eric Rushing learned all of his stuff and grew artery and started like taking over 
all of Sacramento and eventually got to the point where he was owning the boardwalk and the venue that I worked at recently called Holy Diver. It was a little tiny venue, but, you know, for metal shows, holy shit, you know, you get like a Kublacon show or a Spite show yeah. in a little 200 pack room, but a system that was properly put in there and ran by me who just goes hard on the heavy shows. I just want to make people just lose their minds on stage. So through all that, I got to meet Kingdom of Giants and uh, through the experience of live sound, I finally got the opportunity to do tour for, uh, sorry, tour sound for Kingdom of Giants. Gotcha. And uh, so my first tour, it was a short tour, but my first tour happened to be the very first Azalea Dying comeback tour. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. This and, and so it was really cool to see everything come together for those guys as well. Um, and Within the Ruins was the second band of the package wow, um, yeah. with uh, Steve Tennant. He, he had just joined, I guess, recently at the time, um, who's a beast on stage. That guy deserves a lot of credit as a frontman. Mm. But... Um, Watching Isaiah Dying do their thing was tight. We're talking pros. I mean, like we're talking the kind of pros where you're like, I'm, I quit. I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> this is a joke. What am I doing with my life? And and like Nick Hippa, one of the guitar players yeah. from Isaiah Dying, uh, um, one of the coolest dudes ever. That guy will talk to anyone with the biggest smile on his face. I never really met him up in person uh, till like halfway on the tour, but like. Um, I noticed he he's he's islandish islandish Hawaiianish kind of in his blood a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah. And all those people are the nicest people I've ever met. And so it was just a crazy experience, but long story short, through the tour, um I built a relationship with Kingdom of Giants mm -hmm. and uh I think I really helped on their production um with uh, the stage show and everything like that. That kind of piqued their interest on the studio side. Um, I helped them track some stuff on the song Bleach. Um, I tried doing a mix for Bleach before, but this was like two years ago or so or mm. something like that, right after the tour. And I hadn't hit my real stride yet with mixing. So gotcha. I didn't end up doing the mix. Dana actually did it because he just already had his the way he wanted it, you know, figured out. Um, but uh, fast forward to the future, they start working on new material and I'm kind of like, already in talks with them and it, we just kind of fell bass at backwards into the <laughs> into the album you know so we just realized oh we're making an album okay <laughs> you know yeah so so basically it sounds like you you did some live production for them and they and they and they were like all right this guy's got some chops let's give him a shot in like in a studio setting that's, that's kind of how it went yeah, pretty much yeah i know i talk a lot i'm sorry about that no, but uh no, it's all right that, yeah that is that is uh that is pretty much it in the gist. I did live sound for them. Uh, they gave me a shot here. The first shot actually, in a way, didn't work. You know, I wasn't I I wasn't ready. I it hadn't clicked. So shot two came around, and now we got passenger. So what's that like um, with uh, yeah? So by the way, guys, for those of you listening, Kingdom of Giants' new record, Passenger, just recently came out. Go give that a spin. I did a full album reaction to it on our Patreon, which. Which this guy over here was kind enough to uh, support the cause and go over there and check it out. I thought that was very nice. But um, anyway, yeah, no. So what, what what's that like, kind of? Because you said before you did a lot of local band stuff like that. Did you kind of go into a project with a band like Kingdom of Giants, who's on Sharp Tone? Did you kind of go into it with the same kind of way you went in with local bands? Or were you kind of like, all right, I got to make sure I'm in my A game here. This is a uh, this is a, 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 a you know. A bigger label metalcore band. I gotta, I gotta make sure I do this well. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Without a doubt. <clears throat> um, there was a lot of questions that go through the head with that kind of thing. As far as for like, I guess, I guess in, in a way I had started working with some slightly, you know, whatever bands you could picture would be between local bands and them, you know, uh -huh. like maybe someone who had been signed in the past and now is just doing it for fun, you know, like, so there's little steps in between. So yeah. when it got to them, I had already fortunately put my headspace in a more professional mindset as I, as I've creeped up to doing a first label record. So I felt confident in that regard. But what I was afraid of, uh, was just with the pressure of a, of a label record, how much actual say do I have with the band and the record? Right. Like, right. I mean, I have full blown vision, you know, uh, just as much as anyone else in the band might. But as a producer, I mean, it's a big gray area spot. There's no, this, you know, with one guy, maybe, yeah, they're like, we take the reins. We do, you do what we say, or we don't work with you. Or other guys are like, what do you guys want to do? You know? Um, so it was, it was tough to find that. Luckily, Max came in and he had a pretty strong vision for the album. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but Max, uh, he, he, I, he had a I'm trying to remember he had like the whole blade the blade runner tron yeah yeah uh, like vision is what he had in mind so like once he put that in front of me I and I love those movies you know um I'm a big fan of the newer tron movie just cuz of the the look and the and the sound the daft punk track and <laughs> yeah. so as soon as he dropped that on me I'm all like oh it's on dude let's do this we get to do metalcore low tune gent and synthwave in the same fucking record ah oh, yeah. and then and then they're all like, and we want to focus them on being like singles. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, like as in like the choruses or something? And they're like, yeah, we, we you know, catchy choruses. I'm like, we get to do hooks too? Because I'm all about pop music too. And I'm like, we get to do everything in one record. So I, I was happy. And, so, and there was some times where I got too like, we got to do this. We're like, no, we, we like it the other way, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, it was a it was a learning process all the way through um, to deal with that. I, I I guess there was definitely a looming thought of the label release, like if I fuck this up, am I screwed for life? You know, um, do I burn the bridge? Is it, am I burning the bridge with the band? You know, like I feel like this is one of those. This is it. Either this or I go back to working for satellite cable company warehouse. You know, like um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's what it felt like. I don't know. It's kind of weird. So did you so for so one question did you find yeah. yourself in the beginning dealing with any kind of label people and and also afterwards did you get any praise from from record people because the production was in in my opinion you know I'm not a record I'm not I, I don't own a label or anything like that but to me it sounded great so did you, Thank you. Uh, yeah so did you on one hand did you have record label people kind of like, all right, let's see how this goes. And did you have them on the other side of the coin say, good job? Um, well, I'll answer the second question first. Yes. Yeah. I, I was very, very pleased to hear from Sean Keith himself. Oh, wow. You know, okay. Like, like this was dope, you know, and, and, uh, really excited for future stuff, you know, like I, I wouldn't expect him to guarantee like future work, you know, it's, that'd be putting his foot in his mouth, you know, but, um, like he was definitely stoked. He he's like, I listened to the record like four times. You know, the band's like getting a lot of feedback. He's been hitting them up at left day, left and right. Um, so that's great. Really stoked on that. A lot of, you know, relief off my shoulders. You know? <laughs> yeah, I but, bet. 
um, back to the, the, the first question. Um, no, there was no label involved. It was a very unique situation. Um, from what I understand, uh, uh, the, uh, I don't remember the actual details. I just know that the band needed to make the record happen on their own dime for their first record. Um, gotcha. I'm, I'm sure there is a lot more details, but, uh, that's, that's yeah. all, that's the part that mattered to me. I was like, okay, I get it. And I needed a good shot. So like I did it for practically pennies compared to what most bands will pay for a record, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. it's just one of those ones where like, all right, I gotta just, you know, I gotta give it to them. This is my, this is my, this is the investment, you know, the, the loss yeah. of that, that money, for hopefully a career, you know? So, um, yeah. they, uh, they, it, it was funny. It, there was no label because they did it themselves, but they were already writing the record. So they came in, they wanted to record like a couple of vocal lines and send it down to Dana, who had a lot of the sessions in his computer in LA. Cause the rest of us are up in Sacramento, like five, six hours away. Um, and then, uh, we had a little fun with the vocals. I got a little extra carried away. Max is like, hey, can you make it sound like a synthy vocal thing like this? I forgot what he showed me, but I was all, oh, yeah, it's like that. And he's all, whoa, you know, and like, <laughs> so he's just, he's all stoked. So they shoot it down there. And then all of a sudden that went to, okay, Johnny's going to record all his vocals with Matt, you know. And then I started working on, do you remember an old metalcore band called Merchants? Um... An artery band, I'm pretty sure. Sounds or, familiar, but I, I, I would, I would say no off the top of my okay. head. Yeah. Well, they're based around here. They're tied with artery and folks. I gotcha. started doing some comeback songs for them that they've been doing. You know, just doing kind of dabbling into it. They heard that track and they liked the mix a lot. So that's when it leaned to like, all right, I guess we're gonna let Matt try mixing it too. You know, and I'm and I'm producing. And then there was finally one day that was the fun day for me. Max, he's sitting on the couch and he's like, look. Anything you want to do these songs, just fucking do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so just if so we don't like it, we'll tell you to turn it off. But <laughs> just do you. I'm like, all right, game on. Let's do it, dude. And I'm like, and so some songs I had a bigger hand and some I didn't. But uh, th at that point, we realized we were doing a record and there was no label involved. I was like, okay, no, no budget. I'm just doing it and then delivering. And then... Uh, Hopefully next time it gets to be a little more official. That'd be great. Yeah, from what I've heard, uh, Sharp Tone's pretty. Uh, they they trust. It sounds like they trust their artists. I mean, obviously in this case, you said it was on Kingdom of Giants's kind of dime. So I mean, obviously it's a little bit different. But in general, I've heard that. Uh, but just so people at home are, are aware, just you're mentioning, uh, I think members of the band. So can you just identify oh, which which uh, band yes. members they are? Yeah. Yeah, I apologize. Um, it's all right. Max is uh the guitar player um one of the one of three max jillian and red red's mr big red beard long red hair guy <laughs> yeah. jillian's the the little mexican looking guy and then you have max uh who's the third guitar player he's one of like the real og members i don't remember the entire history but i know he's an og guy okay you know he started this on bass and singing is johnny johnny reeves who also is my assistant engineer now this is his uh, desk back here behind me yeah i was uh, gonna mention that yeah yeah he may actually walk in mid talk so um <laughs> uh and then of course dana lead vocals and truman on drums cool yeah no i knew that i knew that dana was the vote but I, i'm like everybody else you know i know the vocalist name and then the other members maybe i'll learn them eventually right. but uh <laughs> 
But no, that's cool though, man. So yeah, that that's interesting. So it was kind of like, um, you know, you didn't have a, a big budget to work with, but you looked at it as like, okay, like, listen, if I do this well, this is sharp tone. Maybe I'll be on their list of people that they could send bands to for production work down the line. Cause sharp tone, you know, they, they're bringing on bands all the time. They have quite the roster. So yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can't imagine what kind of money he's putting into this, this lineup. Uh, you know it, I mean? it's it's insane like you name a you name a metalcore band and there's like a 50 percent 75 there's like a 50 to 50 to 75 percent chance they're on sharp toe i mean it's just really that's just that's just the way that it is and it seems like he's announcing a new band like every week and it's I, nuts. yeah it's crazy like bands <laughs> like, that i've never heard of and then i check it out and i'm like all right this is this is good stuff uh, the 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 twenty the twenty twenties is officially going to be like the age of sharp tone like oh yeah like at least five years for sure. Hopefully the next decade, because we know there's going to be another phase after it somewhere, you know. But yeah, I feel like this is like going to be the next big. There was like the warp tour phase. There was an artery phase. Now we're like at the sharp tone phase, and this is where all the banging bands yeah. are at now. You know, not all of them, but a lot of them. Well, they they do a really good job. I mean, they even have. I bought their. They have a hoodie. Uh, Metalcore is not dead hoodie, and I, I bought it because I'm like, I just, I just, I just enjoy this label just because. Um, you know, they're very true. They're just like, we're, a, we're, we're a fucking metalcore label, you know, <laughs> that, 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 that's it. And they just ride with it. And I love that, but no, awesome. man, yeah, it is. Yeah. So no, man, you did it. You did a great job on that record from what I, again, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm just a vote. I'm just a cookie monster, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and as, as you said, you, before we got on here, you were surprised by my vocals, which, uh, which was, which was funny. Cause I was, what I was going to say before we jumped on about that was that when I first, this is my first band that I've, I've ever done. So, um, nice. I'd kind of just been like in the car, just doing like, uh, trying to mimic Phil Bozeman from Whitechapel is <laughs> 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 as, as close as I could. Uh, definitely not at, uh, at that level. But then like, I remember we were, we were working on stuff and they wanted me to try to do highs and I'm like, I have a very low voice. I don't know if I can like get like a high, high scream. And then I kind of have like a hardcore mid high yell. So, um, people always point that out. I think it's very interesting. I, I, I find it interesting because if, if everyone knew the actual technique to scream, like, you know, like, I mean, no matter who you are, everyone has the organics to do it, you know? Right. But naturally everyone's going to, provide or or yield a particular vocal tone despite what your speaking tone is because yeah. because it's a different set of chords you know so they're going to do a different thing and i find it interesting when people who try to uh, be scream vocalists like mm. especially in the world of you know scene metal of some kind everyone wants to be someone else you know like <laughs> Deep inside, whether they admit it or not, there's someone that's inspiring them to do what they're doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the and the unfortunate part is when they find out that they don't have the tools that they have, you know, to yeah. make those same tones. But if you use it right, you can still be you. Like, yeah. I would love to do some, like, uh, some Ryu-style Crystal Lake vocal strings, oh, yeah. those low mids. I would love to do that. But when I... I'm not. I can't do vocals. But when I there was a there was a moment where I got close to getting my false chords out, and I sound more like John from Dance Gavin Dance, you know. Oh, like, interesting. Okay. Like I, I, my natural comfort zone is that kind of like raspy false yeah. chord high, you know, and and I'm like, man, that's not tough sounding to me, 
like but i can't do it you know no there's there's just some guys that just they just have it you know and and that's really what it comes down to when it comes to screams is it's like you said you can be inspired by you know tom dick and harry but you're gonna be molary or curly i mean that's just the way it goes and so speaking of extremely good vocalists obviously dana in his own right is great but let's talk about Mr. Tom Barber. You're working with Darko US. Yeah. So is, you yeah. got so you got to exp- okay. So first of all, I just want to preface this by saying I know that it's a, a it's a it's a project consisting of Tom and and Josh Miller from Amur. Amur is my favorite band. I mean, like hands down, that's my go to band. I, I love that band. Sure. So when when I heard that Josh was involved, I know how great Josh is, and then also Tom. I mean, you you listen to five seconds of any track he's ever been on, you know that this guy is insane. So I was looking forward to this, and then the music is just the most unrelenting fucking slaughter of sound I've ever heard. So explain to me, oh. you you have never mixed anything quite like not even has it been? Is there anything that's been like remotely close? Technically, yes. Okay. But but we're not talking about anything <laughs> that you'd ever hear. Uh, we're talking about local bands that just you know, as far as for like, as far as for the level of like aggression and impact. But like, gotcha. But truthfully, the answer is no. <laughs> this is but this is a, an absolute first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's it caught me by surprise. I didn't know what I was getting into, but. Um, I'm very, very happy with the results. <laughs> so now how did that come about? Because obviously Tom has been around for a little bit. I know Josh is a little bit younger, but you know, he's been in, he's been in a few bands. He's, he's played drums for 15 bands, like filled it, you know, spike volumes, you name it. He's been there. So they came across Mr. Matt Thomas up in Sacramento, Ashtone audio. You know, how did they, how did they, where, how did they pick you? Well, um, <laughs> well, Josh lives here in Sacramento, You're right? Yeah. So there, I mean, I think that in itself is almost the answer. Now that we're in the same city, you know, there's a network of people here. Gotcha. You know? um, okay. And ironically, the, a band I mentioned earlier, a band called Merchants, um, mm-hmm. uh, Josh is also mildly playing for them currently as well. Um, Interesting. He's not, he's not really like the, I wouldn't say the band's a full active band right now. They're just having fun at the moment just trying to put together some dope songs you know and just putting them out there but like when drum duty show up josh is the guy right now you know because gotcha. they're all homies um i guess like they got someone from like a joey from a skylit drive i think okay and uh two guys from you know the original merchants lineup and and josh but anyway as i said i was doing merchants music and josh finally came through um and I he had talked about him working on a solo project. Um, I finally, I you know, I followed him on Instagram. I saw him doing some like gah, 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 some like some video, like the early, early, early Instagram videos. Yeah. If you go back all the way down, you'll see those first like chugging. I'm all like, what the fuck is that? You know, I'm like, I want to do something with that. You know, so uh, I hit him up and I'm like, yo remember yeah you know like let me mix it, you know <laughs> and then uh, i said i'll make I'll, i said i'll just i think i said i'll mix the first 
track or something like that for free, you know, and the first track I did was Divine Void. That was the first one. With Darius, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on. I was going to. I take that back. Sorry. Uh, I, I had to think about that for a second. It was actually the opening track to the Death Mask EP. The opening track to the Death Mask EP. I'm gonna pull that up just so we have the yeah. I, it's it, super I, short. Yeah, and, like, I remember worth, like a quick spin. Yeah, it is called. Here we go. Live, live on the air. We're doing uh, Get Good. Yeah, Get Good. That's it. Okay. This, this. I'm gonna say it right now on the record. This is the track that like birthed Darko as far as for like what everyone perceives sonically. You know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. Like, what everyone hears when they hear Darko, all of it has branched from this track. So now, so it sounds like you kind of approached Josh, and, and and Tom kind of wasn't part of the equation at this point. No, he he was he was uh, actually at the at the initially, Tom was going to do this under uh, an anonymous moniker. Interesting. Original. Yeah, uh, uh, um, I'm not going to say what the name was in case he decides to right, use it right, of something course. else. But uh, he was originally going to do it anonymously, um, and because and it might have worked because he's got so many different tones. He, you know, like Chelsea Grin tone Maybe. versus this tone versus Lorna Shore. So like, I'm sure there's some hardcore dudes that would have picked it out, but um, it, it uh, that's how it worked. But then eventually, it just got out that he was involved. You know, they're just like whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah. So what? What's kind? What's kind of the? Because I I was going to talk to him about this when when I eventually get the. I'm I'm going to track these guys down. I wish you the best of luck, Listen, my man. <laughs> I, I'm going to track them down. I, I'll I'll figure something out. But I want to ask them because, um, you know, people call it like a side project for them. But in a way, I kind of look at it as kind of like a, a, probably like I mean, this is kind of like their thing in a way. Because I mean, think about it, right? Like. Uh, Tom was in Lorna Shore, and now he's a newer member of Chelsea Grin, and Josh is kind of everywhere. And this is kind of like, is that kind of the vibe that you get with them in the studio? Is that like, this is like their baby, that kind of thing? Or are they just like, let's just, just do something that's just relentless? I would say that this is definitely a baby of theirs. Yeah, you know, okay. Uh, it started off as like, this is just supposed to be fun, to we got something here. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, uh, they, I don't even think they knew what it was going to turn into, you know? (laughs) I mean, like I'm trying to stay humble about this as much as I can, but I, 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 I I like to think that some of the stuff I did in the production in the early stages, because granted the first mixes I did aren't out there. They've been tweaked, you know, Mm -hmm. um, per Josh's, uh, you know, desires on the mix. But, um, I, I like to think that uh, the stuff that I did has helped them realize that we can do something unique because I haven't yeah. done anything known before, really. You know, so I have a new taste of influences to put on the market, if that makes sense. You know, because people are used to hearing like that sounds like Drew Folk, that sounds like Eric Ron, that sounds like Taylor Larson, that sounds like Tyler Smith. You know, like they you can start to pick the mixes out. You know what I mean? And it's like that's cool in one way, but then it's like, is it so much when, you know, when you want bands to have identity, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. So what, what would you, so, all right. So you, you're sitting there in the studio, Tom Barber walks in. You obviously know who this guy is. 
Uh, what's it like working with a guy of Tom's caliber? Is he like kind of like a one take guy? Is he just like, boom, and that's it? Or is there so many? La- I mean, obviously, there's probably layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah, you mean you mean with working him with actually tracking, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I like Tom's approach. He fo- he definitely focuses a lot on the lyrics before he worries about delivery. Um, yeah. That's what he, I when do. He got, when he got to the studio for the album, well, when we did the album, we I think that was, it was July. July is when we were recording the the full length record. Right. So, um, Josh had put all, put his songs together and uh, got in here, and then Tom finally came out for like two weeks. I think he he, he crashed with uh, Josh, and there we were here every single day, but like Sunday, I think, and um, he had all of his lyrics for all the songs. He said that they were all done. All the songs are done. But wow. then when we got in the tracking, I started noticing that he was kind of picking his rhythms and placements more on the fly, <laughs> which is fine because the lyrics mattered more because I, I was all like, I was like, I, when I finally clicked, I just kind of called him on it. I asked him like, oh, so are, so are you just now kind of like figuring out where you want to put the lyrics in the song? You know, like here's the yeah. song. Yeah. Here's my lyrics. Here's my message how do I put it in the song? He's like, it's like, cause he didn't really, the songs are still literally coming together yeah. to the days before he got here. So he didn't have a lot of time to hear much of that, you know? And there's mm. a couple of songs I, I definitely chopped up them a little more than others. So they really changed compared to what he heard before. So, right. um, but I don't, I don't mind that at all. Uh, he's very, very quick about it. I asked him, he's like, dude, it's no big deal. I mean, like, just fit it in there and then sell it, you know, like, just at that point, you know, you're you just pick what voices you want to do and just just own it. But like, if you overthink it, you know, th- then you're just kind of taking the emotion out of it. You know, um, yeah. he doesn't like spending a lot of time in the booth. You know, he he likes working with me because we're fast. In fact, I think the next time we're gonna change it up a bit. We were in the booth. Next time, he's actually gonna stand right here behind me with a condenser hand mic, and he's gonna yeah. and he's gonna actually perform this right. But in front of me, because we were tracking, he was, he was doing a little guest vocal on some friend's hip hop track just for fun, you know. And he wanted to do it right here, and we did it with a hand mic. And every time he did a take, and he's all like, "Okay, so, all right, all right, let's do that line right here." And I hit record, and all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> "I hit stop," and he's like, "Okay, so the next line, you know," <laughs> and. <laughs> And I'm like, bro, you just turn it on. And and what's nice is I actually know, I understand the turn it on concept. Um, long story short, I have a side side band that's like a comedy band, hence my liking of Psycho Stick and stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm the front man of that band. And when I, when I do the thing on stage, we usually just play little bars and we get drunk. But like my turn it on is I turn into this loud kind of obnoxious front man character you know what I mean? That when I get drunk, but like I know how to turn that on, especially for shooting a video. It's like, all right, let's go. It's like, go 100. percent Yeah, you know? right. He knows how to do that. Pros know how to do that. They don't get in their head about insecurities with performing. It's like I got a job to do. You know. So after seeing that, I'm like, bro, next time, next album, that's how we're tracking that shit, and we'll just let the untreated room just come through the hot, heavy compression and excite the vocal or something. You know. Yeah. So like. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard crappy vocal demos and sometimes they sound better than the, than the studio ones? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
it, it's because they're like in some bedroom with no treatment and then they compress it to hell with gain reduction and all the reflections on the wall come into the thing and give like all these slapbacks into the microphone and it just makes it sound exciting. That's why drums sound cooler when you got a big room sound, you yeah. know, and and you go in a vocal booth, you got this nice crypt thing. It's now on the mixing engineer to put all that energy back into the song, you know. Bro, we I record my vocals in my guitar player's kids' playroom. That's not a lie. That's exactly where it works, <laughs> exactly. dude. That's it works. Where, I would love to do it like you say though, like just right in the same room with a condenser mic, just sit in there. I would love to do that. And that's very interesting because um hearing you say that, because that's kinda like I like come up with the lyrics and then like I'll I'll, I'll like kind of like listen to the song and like in my head I'm like okay da, 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 da. and then I'll get into go track it and then I'm kind of like well what about this what about this what about this instead yeah. what about this Tom definitely likes stacking I oh, yeah, yeah. asked about the layers yeah it's not as there's a train hang on <laughs> <laughs> yes yes a train appears in vocal takes <laughs> does it that's funny you should just have it in there choo choo um and it's, it's, I'll be honest, sometimes I'm here late at the studio, I feel a little nervous sometimes because it's, it's the train track, so you know it's sketch out there. You oh, know? Yeah, like, well, yeah. It's always sketch by train tracks. Anyway, <laughs> um, Tom definitely likes stacking uh, for sure. It took me a while to figure out how to put that together without sounding so muddy. You know, it, it, And then there's one particular vocal tone he does, and it's the one that has like the least enunciation, you know? Yeah, it, it's it's that. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where all the enunciation's gone. Yeah, like it, pet peeve. He'll put that in with a stack that you can hear the words, and then he puts that in and just fucks it all up. You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> and we finally had a great phone conversation where where um we were having some mixed note trouble on some songs, yeah. uh, just because like particulars, and then uh, I think for me, there was weird sounding vocal tones and my natural instinct was to hide the weirdness, you know? Okay. And Tom's like, dude, fuck that shit. I left that shit there on purpose. Like, he's not mad. He's just, he's just like, right, right. in an encouraging way, he's like, fuck that shit. Let it be weird. If it sounds weird, it's weird. If there's a frog in my throat, then we're riveting through the fucking song, you know? Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it is what it is, you know? And not in any mean way whatsoever. He was like, bro, let it be it. Let it fucking be dope. And on its own rawness, you know, Um, even though it is a pretty heavy, heavy production, there is a lot of raw feel in this whole thing, you know, um, what's, I mean, to uh, not to move on to the instruments too much, but as well, but like all this is organic. There's no program drums. These are real drums. Oh, are are they? Okay. That's what I was going to, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, uh, yes, there are samples added to the drums, you right, know, for the kicks right. and snares. Like it, you have to, especially for deathcore. Yeah. Um, but dude, <laughs> I think I have a video on my Instagram somewhere. Um, I'll have to find it, but it's from the night that we did the drums. And I kid you not, all the drums that you hear was tracked in less than ninety minutes. Jesus Christ, that's just a pro, man. I mean, that, that that's just a pro. And and we blazed a bowl in between every song. <laughs> and it's like 1 a.m. at night. We're just going hard. Nothing but trains going by. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, and and he, uh, he's just he's just on like a just let's go, let's do it, let's go, fuck, just just let's let's go, you know? And like, like the um, 
I, I was just like, uh, his energy made me go, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You, as you can imagine, with 90 minutes, yes, some of those songs are one takes, first takes. Jesus. Uh, pretenders, that's a one take. Really? Okay. Yeah. That... First take, only take ever done of that song. That's what it was. And you know it is because that yeah, buddy was a real yeah, buddy. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he went so hard. That song was insane. I Because I, I don't have very good soundproof walls in this, you know, cheap studio I'm in. So it's like I hear him raw. And it's just going so loud, so hard, super fast, but still super hard. Like, yeah. drummers can't do that. He's a machine. It's weird as fuck to go that fast and that consistent and hard. Like, sometimes people go fast, but they're used to triggers. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's all... And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then his timing. I'm like, did I quantize this or something on the way in? What's going on, you know? <laughs> Just impeccable and then, timing, and, huh? My auto, my auto beat detective, you know, the auto beat detection and like quantize thing, it picked it up. Yeah. That's down to the 30 second notes. So sorry. It was just so crazy of a session and drums and to make me thinking about it's just blowing my mind again so oh it's crazy because uh, we um we currently don't have a drummer but we had a guy come in uh he's kind of like he's in our local scene he's in a tech death band so for him to play metalcore it's uh you know quite easy for him so uh he just he just has that just that timing like he's just like yeah, here we go and then he's just like and it's just like right. what the <laughs> I oh just, do you have that track what what's that? Do you have that track from uh, the Get Good track? What's that? What do you what do you mean? You were you were pulling it up. You're were we gonna check that out real quick? Oh, you wanna pull up Get Good? Yeah, I, I wanted to show you that uh, the the insanity because there's something I, I, I thought you'd find funny. Yeah. Because yeah. it's these guitars. And I, I've been dying to share about these guitars because everyone's talking about the guitars. And I'm not trying to sidestep the interview, but I just want no, to go on good. record and mention a couple of things here. <laughs> no, that's fine. Let me see. Let me let me pull this in here real quick. Uh... God, that's it. Damn. <laughs> that was the first song that I ever mixed by them. And I thought when I heard that, I thought that was an actual like song song. I had because you know, side project, I immediately think, you know, extra weird, you know, so, right. you know, weird times and stuff. So, like, I thought it was going to be something super abstract. But then you showed me some of the other tracks. I was like, oh, OK. Um, my balls dropped again after I heard Darius's feature when that <laughs> shit came in. That 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 especially that whole like little acapella. Spot yeah. Uh, what? what we, yeah. Yeah. And leave the scraps for God. Yeah, like, oh, when we did shit. we did a reaction to it with Metal Burb actually. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sure you remember. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, with that gentleman. And then when I heard that, I was just like, like I just you just like know what's coming. Then it just it's just like I can't even like replicate the sound with my mouth. It's just so chaotic. But I he's play, he gave me the tracks that he uh, that Josh so Josh records most of this himself. Uh, the gotcha. guitars and the bass. Uh, he does everything's like he does program everything in his computer, and he just he actually uh, captures only his Kemper tone. We don't get the I don't get the eyes. Okay. So this is his Kemper tone, whatever the crazy fucked tone he's using, <laughs> with some crazy fucked Josh Drop Travis Z. tuning. 
Yeah. 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 Down in, technically, it's it's low A. So A and then A again. You know what I mean? Okay. So if anyone's curious, it's A. But then like the weird, one of the weird Josh Travis style of tunings because like he just fell in love with like the dissonance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but the tone, it's because it's so low, it's basically percussive. It's not a tone anymore. Like there's no tone. Like no, if, you think, a... if you think you hear a note in the guitars, that's bass. Yeah, <laughs> it's so because low, the and bass, the bass is overdriven as well to hell. You know what I mean? But enough of the notes coming out, I made sure of that. It's in actually, it's it's in um, it's it's in unison. It's like the guitar is down here, and here's bass up here. Mm. You know, uh, so that's all the note you hear. Sometimes I think there's like once with a guitar note, but the rest it's just noise. It's percussiveness. It's just the, you know, like I've heard hella people be like, turn up the guitars. I'm like, bro, if I mute those guitars, the whole song just falls apart. Like you have no idea what the guitars are actually doing. You know what I mean? They're not there to be guitars. I have some cool ideas to try to see because like we want to try to step up some stuff, you know, because we just finished this new LP, which is next level so yeah <laughs> oh, so it is good. done though right like it's all it's all yeah. it's like they could release it tomorrow if they wanted to done uh, he really wants to actually i'll say that right now <laughs> <laughs> he wants to put this stuff out so bad um he's waiting on videos oh video oh okay it's like like a live in studio kind of thing like uh with insects no, or like he, music he has, videos uh he has different videos being made by different people gotcha um, all with completely various untied types of content. So okay, uh, each song is definitely going to be like its own thing. You know, it gotcha. is a full length, but each song, like there's no continuity theme, right, I would say. Right, right, okay. Yeah, because I know that... Other, other um, just straight onslaught. Right, <laughs> yeah, know? right, exactly. Because I know that, the, the who, what's that guy's name? Uh, Sam Beck, I know he does a lot of the... Um, yep. Does a lot of the uh, uh, visualizers and that kind of stuff. I know he did some for for a mirror. I think he might have done some for Darko, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but I, I could for, be wrong. Uh, Sam Beck, you mean? Sam Beck, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he did Divine Void. He did Insects and yeah. Pretenders. Yeah, I, I I thought he did. Yeah. No, he he and, does. Oh, he... and an Elk Trick body. I say Elk Trick. <laughs> no, he elk does. Trick. He does good stuff though. I uh I, I really like what because it's like it's a visualizer, but it's like interesting enough you know like there's there's, there's right. still some moving parts but uh i look forward to doing this project every time we get a chance to because it's just so nuts yeah no it is i mean it, it's like i mean for deathcore you know i mean let's face it you know it's like deathcore is kind of all i don't want to say it's kind of sounded the same but it's like when you when you hear the name when you hear the word deathcore you kind of have a a, a a reasonable idea of what that sounds like just sonically then you hear i think du- hostage yeah they'll see green there you go right so that's it, what i think but i'm i'm a late metal bloomer are you okay sense. yeah no i mean i, I think of Look at me. I'm, I'm not blacked <laughs> out yet <laughs> right it's, it's start, it starts up here yeah gonna- but you hear darko and it's like I know we got a lot of comments on our reaction videos to Darko. They're like, "It's not Josh Miller, it's Josh Travis that's in the band." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, that's maybe maybe his guitar tones in the band, but he's not um, because the guitar so, tone." Yeah. Like, let me. Do, I'll, I'll just go on record and say this because, like, 
fat chance of getting an interview with any of those guys for anyone because they just love their anonymity. They love... Bro, Josh seems so down. So maybe, you know, who knows? Oh, no, he really wants to, but he also likes his, his streak, if that makes sense. Interesting. Like, Interesting. Okay. He likes his streak that he hasn't done anything yet. He's like, maybe I want to just keep it mysterious. Why not? You know, I'm like... Nothing against you. He actually really wants to get on a podcast with you. He's just trying. It's he's just kind of figuring it out. You know what I mean? But okay, uh, okay. I, I, I'm I sorry. You. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus. <laughs> no, I, I I dig it. It's like WWE. I dig it. I love there, it. There's, there's so many remarks and comments and assumptions and guesses as to how this project operates. You know what I mean? And like, I can go at least on record and simply and say, I, if I'm correct, this was. Josh's project and he I believe he because they were already buddies with uh, Tom and right. he approached Tom about the project it probably was a mutual like we should do something you know like but Josh is the one that's been manu like manifesting this project he gotcha. writes the instrumentals all of it drums bass guitar um, and he tracks it all and I add production and help do some arrangement stuff and just kind of enhance produce further brings bring a little more vision to it you know and then tom comes in and we have a ball with doing his stuff sometimes i'll go back and change some stuff on the songs after vocals i like you know to suit right. something that he did you know but um that's how that whole project operates and then behind the scenes you know like a lot of the content's made here so a lot of it's josh sitting here going at it you know on all the social media and all the content and stuff and he's putting together a really cool team of of people you know that's starting it's starting to grow you know what i mean no like, it, 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 it it is and he's he's been super nice I, i've sent him you know the reaction videos and stuff like that and he, he seems to dig it which that's cool because uh you know some people are probably like oh who gives a shit you know whatever it's just uh, some guy on the internet whatever but no he seems he seems like a nice guy so he's great honestly he's a great influence um i'm uh he actually is my my roommate over here i rent one of my rooms to him um oh, okay so oh by the way he might walk into <laughs> at some point <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> bastard another, another forewarning yeah. um but uh yeah he he's very about like go 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 with work you know and it, yeah. i've been dealing with my own little bit of depression with this just like you know anyone else has yeah, you know yeah. with the situation but having him in here he's like we both smoke a shit ton of weed and we both get a shit ton of stuff done at the same time. He's like active. He's, I walk in the door and he's in there like doing like planks, you know, oh in between God. weed hits, you know, like just getting, getting wrecked, you know? And well, he's gotten a good, really good shape. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, I just look at like the, the, the video from uh, natural born killer with a mirror and look at him now. And I'm like, man, it's a totally different guy. Oh, right. Oh, if you go look at his old bands, he looks like a totally different person. It's nuts. It's yeah. Great transformation. But hit that that alone's influencing. And then he, he second day he moved in here. He's in here. He's like, bro, you got a bike? <laughs> I'm like, what? And he's like, mountain bike. You got a mountain bike? I'm like, yeah. And he's all like, every night we smoke a ball. We're going to do like two miles. And then come back, we're going to write a song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a, I'm like, I need that kind of like positivity. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So, what, I mean, listen, if, don't give it away if you can't. But has there, obviously with everything going on with COVID, I mean, uh, you know, we, we the, the world might be shut down forever. We might never see another live concert again. I really hope so, but you never know. Has Have you heard any rumblings of Josh and Tom kind of being like, hmm, I wonder what this would be like in a live setting 
or are they kind of like this is like a studio uh, thing? Um, it actually hasn't come up that much. I, I, in fact, I'm probably the one person who's brought it up more than they have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I'm such a production guy, and I'm all like, because in my head, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like, I like puzzles. Live, I'm like, okay, live sound for this. You guys do this, you know? <laughs> so, um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think I got a definitive answer. You know, um, I think just they're just kind of going with the flow. You know, I'm sure if the demand goes there, like it'll happen. I mean, it, it, it makes I don't see metal bands doing a metal project with high demand of touring. Let's say touring's happening, high, high right. demand of touring and not doing it. It's fucking metal. It has to tour. It has to get out there. You know, like, right. You can't contain this in the studio. Not in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there definitely are some bands that, um, you know, they, they kill it in the studio and then live, it's kind of like, oh, man. Because like, I think a lot of uh, – Tom, especially vocally, I think Tom might be one of those guys that could deliver – well, I think I'm pr- like 95% sure he could deliver this stuff live. Are, are you, are, would you say that's the case? Yeah, actually, uh, I, I, I don't know if, if if they're going to use this or not, but he came yeah. through and he did a vocal playthrough of um, – one of the new album tracks. Okay. And it was a track that I'll tell you right now, I, I'm like, I don't know how you're going to do this song live, you know, like that, like that kind of thing. And then minus one single word transition, he just knocked it out. I'm like, you're inhuman, dude. Like it's just freaking insane, you know? And, but yeah. what, what I love about it, it's just so raw too. Cause I, I feel like you got raw vocalists and you got like perfect tone vocalists, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how to. I wish I had a really good example, but uh, there's guys who's that's just has that perfect false chord scream tone that's just on off on off, you know. And then you got guys that are just these loose organic things that you could just like. It's never the same delivery twice, you know. Yeah. Like, and 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 it's intentional. He can also intentionally do the same thing twice, but he chooses with Darko to have this kind of more loose approach with the vocals. So like he doesn't go like I'm gonna go with mids I'm gonna go with highs I'm gonna go with yells I'm gonna go with lows or what you know gutturals right. it's like he just feels it out and he goes cool sounds sick to my ears <laughs> yeah cause, well because that insects you know that live video I, I was surprised that he is as uh, because obviously you know I've never uh, I, I don't think I I don't know if I've ever seen Tom live like with either Lorna or Chelsea and. Uh, like in like live in person. Yeah, live. like at a show. I I don't think I've ever seen him live. I think I my only live experience with Tom. I know for a fact I've done sound for Lauren Shore back in the day, but I don't remember it. Um, but I know it was Tom at the time. I just don't remember how the show whatsoever. But I I I did that hostage live warp tour video, so oh, I'm familiar really? with the performance there. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. what what I was yeah because what I was gonna say is that when I heard saw that insects playthrough, I was. Surprised that like he's kind of he has like a like in at least in that video it sounded like a fel- relatively like raw tone, uh, mm-hmm. yeah I was just surprised because like um, I think I, I I like that kind of vocal like, you know a guy like when they're when they're raw and it's just kind of like it's just like here it is you know because they're like you said there are some guys that can just they just like have that like like that that tone and it's just like boom every time it's just like boom boom boom. But with a guy like Tom, it sounds you're saying it sounds he he can kind of do the same part similarly, but maybe differently. Right. He he likes he likes unexpected. I I've yeah. noticed that he doesn't like people knowing what's coming, and I'm a fan of that too. Like I uh, 
Act, yeah, you're uh you should know the um the insects fake out ending. Oh my god. I remember yeah, Adam dropped that, dead when that, that happened. That's me. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> that's me. I, I had I, I made a perfect little volume automation thing just to make like the last second in and and then right back in. Oh, I'm all like, man. I hope that hurts someone's head, dude. <laughs> I, I'm sure you, you did. You watch the reaction video that we did to that? Yeah, yeah. That Adam up. dropped dead when that. I mean, I he like I think I might have zoomed in on him when he he got like scared. <laughs> but uh, I got Galactic Empire too. Oh, uh, Galactic Criminal, oh, sorry, yeah. Galactic Criminal, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I talk, uh, I talk with him uh, frequently, and uh, yeah, he loves Darko, loves him. Oh, I, I love his fuck. I love him, dude. Yeah, he's I, he's I, awesome. Like red, red beard, the React Pirate. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's 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 awesome. And uh, today we've got Darko. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like how he says that my bit. He's like, today on the channel we have a true shot. <laughs> true always, shot. Yeah. Um, and he's a Star Wars nerd because I'm a I'm a I'm a glorified nerd, you know what I mean? So it's like I like that he's into that shit too, so that's cool. Yeah. Um what I was gonna ask you, so so maybe I'm not like you so when I go in to do a song, like I'm not a super uh I don't know a lot of the, the stuff that's going on. I just know um for we had an EP where I did three layers of vocals and then now we've been doing it panning them left and right. What is what it, like? So, what, what would you say like if you had a uh, like a you know say you had a local band come in and they were and they were doing vocals? What what do you what do you recommend like for a metalcore band? Let's say, like do do you do like a left and right or do you like a down the middle like a one take? I know that some I know like Frankie from Amir he does like the one take and like that's it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> interesting timing for that question because I'm in the middle of a switch on that actually. Okay. Uh, All right. I. For the longest time, and this goes with um, Kingdom of Giants and all the current Darko material, yeah. uh, including the LP. So this is after we finished the album that I started switching it. But I've been doing three tracks for the lead. So you have an actual present lead vocal down the middle, like the one that's like the voice. You know, yeah. it's like like this is the performance that I'm supposed to hear. You know, and then the other, the left and the right are brought down like a you know six to 10 db to taste you know like how okay. wide do you want the lead vocal to sound but they're all vocal lined up and they're like you know back-to-back -back performances they're meant to sound identical you know what i mean they're not they're not meant to be heard as layers of vocals it's meant to sound like you put a doubler on but like a way better doubler you mm -hmm. know uh, like the waves doubler that goes stereo you know um that's the way i liked but now uh, and, oh and anything uh stacked like um uh, you know, effects, tracks, layers, lows, high st stacking, right? Different tones, whatever. I just do a left and right of every new vocal, um, and then like, uh, and then I have like special effects vocals, like a, a single filtered track or something. So like, lead vocals three, everything else is left and right, and then I have like those special stuff, you know, interesting for little little moments. But now, um, I've basically taken away the left and right of the lead. That's I I am now focusing on getting like. A really good single take, um, no, no layers, no doubling. I don't, I don't want to hear that anymore. Uh, uh, a, it frees up a lot of clarity in the mix for one, right? Uh, hugely, like you can start hearing all the little intricacies in the guitar leads that are stuck in there you know, instead of like vocals eating it up. Um, and it's just you can hear the singer better. I've noticed that, yeah, in the metal world. 
most people who listen to metal aren't metal musicians and right, right. metal musicians tend to forget that <laughs> do i i say that like all the time but yeah go ahead keep going yeah um so they give a shit about lyrics they give a shit about the vocals they want to hear what's being said no matter how aggressive or loud or, or heavy it is they want to hear the vocals so right um and i would say pop formula comes into play with yep. this you know it's like you have a whole mix but then you have vocals on top you know and uh metal i've seen has a usually a more better result on a success scale like you know getting your music out there when the vocal is on top right and if i right. do if i do that with one vocal down the middle instead of a big ass wide set of lead vocals i can get more clarity i don't have to put it way so much in the top because you'll just hear it right there you put it on you hear it on speakerphone anywhere mono it's right there in the middle so it's nice and loud anywhere you go mm -hmm. um it just clears it up and and the other part is like i said they want to hear the vocalist people want to hear the vocalist yeah. performance and they're they're like the emotion and the lines they're doing, you know, um, uh, yeah, that's what they want. That's what I've seen. See, well, I, I look at comments. I, I look at comments oh, yeah. on YouTube and see people's yeah. reactions. And if they can't hear the vocals, they're like, this sucks. <laughs> right. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that all the time. Like I say, like, there's like, there's, there's, a, a, there is a section of the audience that's going to be like, you know, super into like the guitar driven, like, Oh, I just fucking, these riffs, man, I just can't stand it. I love it. But yeah, then, the guys like inside the music it, world, usually exactly. Yeah. But I say, like, I I would say probably eight out of ten times the person just wants to hear if the vocalist is good and like it's right there, like boom. <clears throat> I mean, that's how I listen they, to it. I mean, they I, want to hear how angry they are, or or they want to hear how you know upset they are, or, or what the lyrics mean, or like, are they telling me to? you know or like or is it a positive thing what's going on you know like <laughs> i because uh, i i have said because we record everything ourselves and we have it sent off to be mixed and mastered and i've always kind of wanted to <laughs> yeah we we right now we use um uh you, you may have heard of him lance prank in australia he does like a lot of like the alpha wolf uh polaris uh that i'm kind actually of not familiar with him i'm still learning a lot of dudes but uh yeah, those are dope records. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. He, it's just, I, for me, man, I'm very simple with my mixes. High noise floor, I just want it to be like, when I, because when I, there's a lot of times when I put a song on, I'll put it up as high as I can in the car, and it's like still not like, it's loud, but it's not like loud. But like Darko, for example, <laughs> like, there, it, it's like, or a mirror, it's like, <laughs> like you just get blown aback, you yeah. know? And that's what I look for in a mix. I just want the vocal to be just loud and aggressive and just the noise floor for the overall track to just be booming. But um, I think it'll be much more – I think it'll be easily achieved with the one vocal. Yeah. So I, I've said that when we've been tracking because what I like to do just as a vocalist, it is super annoying to like have to uh, layer the vocal and try to get it like on. It's like why not just do it once – dope rather than trying to like figure out like all right these 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 uh layers here are the best or these ones here are the best I'm like let's just do one take of just like boom you know what i mean that so is that that's is that what you would ultimately recommend um 
um, I'll be honest. It really changes from person to person. That's okay. the, that's the shitty part. You yeah. know, uh, I, my job is to make a judgment call based on my previous knowledge or current observations of how the person performs. Sometimes I deal with some dudes who are like really insecure or they're really nervous or they're really in their head or have never heard, you know, good vocals in their headphones before. So I'm like, how am I supposed to get a performance out of this person? You know what I mean? Right. And do I need to go back to a triple like system because maybe this person's inexperienced, you know what I mean? To where like, so a uh, point is, is like in between, gotcha. you know, all the options, like I literally still land anywhere on this spectrum every single day. So, so okay. So it really boils down to the person's performance rather than maybe just like their, their, their tone or, or something like that. It's really just how they perform in the session. Yeah. Usually, to, for for me, usually at, at least gotcha. that's where I'm at right now. I'm doing a couple of metal bands right now, and um, so like these are the, these two bands I'm doing right now. They're local based, but uh, they're great. Um, uh, they're definitely in the more realms of like invent, animate, Northline architects kind of stuff. Gotcha. You know? Okay. Um, and post Kog and Darko, I've made a few more mixed discoveries. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um that I'm now getting to use on these current bands right now, which is great because when KOG and Darko come back around, I can try my new tricks on those, on those projects. Right. On those, uh, but with these, I'm doing the single vocal take. And fortunately I have a singer from both bands that have multiple tones, I would say. Mm-hmm. So they just didn't really know how to use those multiple tones. So I'm like, look, we're going to do a single take. <clears throat> and we're going to make like a ride, you know what I mean? Not just highs and lows. It's like we're going to bring in like yells and like talk ups and like just make like a roller coaster, make a song out of just the vocals, yeah. you know, and put that song within the song itself, you know. Gotcha. Uh, one, however, is I would say um, a little more nervous in the booth, you know, so I'm I'm trying to utilize. I'm not trying to hide the vocals, I just feel like with um, I don't want to do the triple effect thing because it's just mm. too chaotic. So what I'm doing now is I'm experimenting to more into like um, vocal effects that you might find in pop, like lots of like flange, like over the top effects, you know, mm. uh, like distortion, flanger, filters, stuff like that, you know, okay. and decorating the song with that. You know, that's also a really cool way to where you like if you don't want to go the triple route, you can do a single vocal and dress it up in a way versus just performing different tones. Like you can dress it up with your tone or you can dress it up with effects or both. You know, but I like utilizing one or the other, not just both, because if I mix them both, then all of a sudden the bands start sounding the same. And and uh that's the real hard part. So I don't know. I know. I feel like I'm getting a little off topic here because no, no, no. It's, it's a very gray area subject, so it's kind of hard to navigate. Yeah. Well, you know, because it's one of those things where, like, I I know that when 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 um when I'm doing vocals, I try to make it so I'm as uh, discernible as possible with what I'm saying. Right. Um, that like that's just kind of what I aim for. Um, because some people I, I've seen, you know, in, in my comments on stuff, they're like, oh, I wish he'd go like lower. I want him to go lower. And I'm like, well, I mean, I can go a little bit lower, but then I lose like that, that diction, you know, and, and that's what I, right. what I really shoot for. So I, I feel like with doing the layering, um, 
I lose a little bit of that. And uh, I think layering is a form of insecurity. And I say it in this way, what I mean is when we're creating our own music, yeah, because I, I, I do this a lot. I see this a lot with especially local bands. These are inexperienced and amateur level, you know, artists that don't understand how the big dogs do it like every fucking day. So right. I have to help. I, I like trying to help them understand this. So when you're working on your own music, every little step you take <clears throat> is like nothing. You know what I mean? Like like you get in closer and closer to the final product of of a song. Like you don't feel all the little moves you have to make to get there versus like just having an end product. Now, here's what I'm getting at. When you hear like your favorite uh, artist song, you know, like, yeah, you hear a and let's just say, yeah, it's one vocal take. Right. Um, What you may not realize is how simple and bare the production actually is. And okay, you know what I mean? Like, yes, they have a lot of distortion (laughs) and effects and stuff, but like. It's not as insane. It's still one performance. You know what I right. mean? I don't remember all of his productions, but I think like Flag of the Beast records, Smokey, and you know, uh, those ones. Yeah. I, I saw a, um, a Nail the Mix where I think it was just a single yeah. vocal take. Yep. And um, they uh, they did dress it up, but it's still one performance. There's only one amount of vocal there, despite how it sounds. So there's still clarity. Um, now, when I say simple... It's like they're not putting, you know, doubled vocals and triple vocals. And there's this like mystical thing when you hear someone else's song. Right. You know, like you, 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 it's like you just hear the song. You don't hear the vocal, the guitar, the bass, the drums. You just hear the song when it's someone else's. But you hear your song. You heard the entire process getting to this point. And you've heard it shape up, shape up, and shape up. And you have. You don't get the effect of your own song and just hearing the song. You hear, you still, your mind just hears all the broken up pieces. So, because yeah. of that, we don't hear the impressive version of our final product. We start overcooking it with layers and doubles and effects and wetness and more guitars, quad tracking guitars, fat drum programs with triggers everywhere and lots of attack on the snare. You know what I mean? Like, just overcooked to hell when the products we hear from pro professional records are much more transparent than people realize it's yeah. just it was put together in a great way so if you and your band you have your message i'd be like yo let's use as little vocals as possible only put layers when it really wants to be an effect you know like mm. like if you got a four line verse right maybe just do a fat you know, double on the third line and the back half of the fourth line, you know, and leave the rest single. So when those doubles or the the layer, you know, like you're doing highs and those lows come in or whatever, it really is like, you know, because if you just have a fat stack the whole way, you're not going to hear that impact, you know. Right, like it's, right. It's going to lose its, 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 its oomph, juice, you know, and, yeah. and you dressed, you got to think of the whole song too. How many times I've had vocalists come in here and dress up the whole verse like a whole song? Like, like you can hear the verse and be like, well, that sounds like an entire song. You just did all your tricks in one verse. Like, cause you went mid, high, high, mid, lows, highs, and then <laughs> yells and then gutturals and then pig squeals and then a bleh at the end. And I'm like, bro, we haven't even got to the pre-chorus of your first fucking lap of the song. Like, right. Right. You need a, 
we need like by the time you get to the you know 30 second mark you know of the song it's like you've you've heard it all which is why so many metal songs are short yeah yeah so that ties okay we'll we'll, we'll go there okay we'll go there cuz i cuz for those of you that are watching i i when i was on twitch i i i mentioned to him in the chat cuz he was in the chat or we were doing live reactions listen man i I know it's ADD. I know that it is. But when a song is like five and a half minutes, I just, I get very antsy, which is why okay. I, I love Darko. The songs are okay. pretty fast. So go, what, do, what is your thought from a producer's point of view? I like a very logical perspective of things being a producer because yes. I have to therapist with many bands yeah. uh so i have to learn how to take logical points of view as often as i can i'm still learning i'm still very novice at a lot of aspects of this job that being said um my personal opinion is that first art is art um right there are no rules for art uh, uh first and foremost so if your song is six minutes long it's six minutes long that being said um if you want to have any form of success, mm. whether it's uh, a nonprofit streaming fame, um, actual monetary gain to royalties up to video syncing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you want any form of success, monetary or not, you have to start playing by guidelines. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, the moment you don't care, then it's free season. It's open season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no rules. Now, <clears throat> I don't want to be bored in a fucking song. <laughs> well, well, right, exactly. So, my personal guideline in my studio is, is like, dude, if our song is nine minutes long, it better be keeping me entertained for nine minutes. Uh, now, I could sit here and argue, like, well, if you listen to a record, you're listening to, you know, 20, 40, 60 minutes of audio regardless whether the whether what track numbers on the on the song you know what i mean you're listening to an entire piece of music so it's like in my my stuck up opinion i'm like who cares you know it's like if the music's good but then you get to the tracks that are like okay why is we hearing the same fucking thing for six goddamn minutes you know what i mean right. forget my language but uh the the point is is um darko is currently still lots of breakdowns and you can only listen to breakdowns for so long. Well, I don't, is, I don't know, dude. I mean, I no, love them. I mean, I mean in a song. <laughs> oh, like in okay. A, in a song. Sorry, I should have been specific. So <laughs> in a song, you can only listen to so many breakdowns before you're like, okay, I feel like this theme of music has played its course till I want to get to the next track. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want to hear some new themes, some, some new cadences or a different tempo or groove. So we go to the next track. And if it's just a glorified metalcore, metal band, hardcore band, whatever, uh, yeah, breakdowns through and through. And then um, then you got the more melodic side, you know, of metalcore, which like like Kingdom of Giants again, for example. Mm. <clears throat> I think I've noticed a lot of people, they just don't want repetition. They don't <sighs> yeah. the repetition yeah. of, of, of length. If length is going to be there, it needs to be. Like it has to be fresh. It has to be continually fresh, with some sort of a payoff. In my opinion, is nice. 
Um, But generally, it just has to be interesting all the way through. Then you can look at it as like, maybe this is two or three songs in one. Who cares about the track count? It still sounds amazing. You know, so that because that's that tends to be what i associate it with when i see a song that's five minutes i'm like okay how many times they're gonna do this one part over and over again i mean that's honestly what ends up happening because right uh, i mean i hate to say it but that's just what i've observed because doing the reaction channel i listen to so much goddamn music that like i i I, it's funny when i look back at the beginning of when we started because i'm like oh man like I enjoy this. This is cool. And now I'm like analyzing every freaking <laughs> every like eighth note, you know, but um, no. So that that's just my issue with it. Like, I know that like my thing now, it's like when I hear three choruses, I'm like, this better be a damn good chorus. You know what I'm saying? Because like I because right. I, I mean, I know that for one of our songs, we had three choruses, but I wanted to try to make each each chorus a little different. Just so it wasn't just like, all right, guys, we're going to go in, track the chorus, and copy, paste, copy, paste. And then there we go. Okay, those are the chorus. That's done. Let's get the stuff around it now. But I'm sorry, go ahead. uh, No, I was just going to say that that, that's just what happens a lot. And and it's just like, and you can feel it coming, and it's just like, uh, that's why I've tended to be more into the songs that are between two and three minutes long. I, um, I'm a big fan of, uh, metal as well as other like rock and pop stuff. So like, I, yeah. I like active rock, radio rock, and I look, I look at each, uh, genre from a different perspective Of course, yeah. and the rules are different for each genre. Um, that, that's been a challenge, you know, and, and it's interesting talking about the song length thing with the metal world, because that's something I have to keep in mind. Um, I'm learning a lot through reaction channels and comments on videos and reaction mm. channels. Um, where I'm making moves on songs now because of the way people react, not literally react, right? But like, you know, the feedback, you know, right. Right. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm straight up, like it sucks. Like I wish these two bands were already signed because like, I'm doing some stuff here. Like would, that would be pretty freaking dope to hear, you know, mm. uh, maybe I can show you privately. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah, uh, man, for sure. But, uh, uh, it's pretty sick. And I'm like, okay, this song, we're opening with a chorus. And the second chorus, the only other chorus, too, comes at the very fucking end. And we're doing like a blues-style progression where it's like hook, hook, and then just rocking the fuck out in the middle. You know what I mean? Like something unseen, you know? Interesting, Um, yeah. uh, If I go into three choruses now, it's only because uh, at least one of the three choruses or more is entirely different sounding from the others. Yeah. Uh, however, as a producer, I have like, I, I imagine like, like I have a wall of like index cards and on each index card is like a trait of a song, you know, like pop courses or <laughs> pop formula or breakdowns or blast beats are okay. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 all the all the green lights, you know, right. for, for what we're doing in this in the because like everyone's got their like, no, I'm not gonna do that, fuck that shit, you know, like, yeah, like right. don't 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 put that stupid spacey sounding synth in my stuff, you know, no, um, yeah, right, like right. so whatever. So out of all these cards, I'm like, I have to pick and pull all these ideas about like how to improve someone's song, mm-hmm. and use different combinations of these little cards to to help create something that sounds different from track to track. Cause I gotta be honest, I'm a huge supporter of diversity 
Yeah. I hate monotony in music. Sometimes it gets through. There's a lot to catch in music, especially on a full-length record. But I like to think, because um, I'm I'm thinking of Kingdom of Giants as we're talking about this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm very pleased with the dynamics we went with on the record. You know, like, it really feels like a ride through the whole record. I haven't got to talk to many people about this, you know, but I know you've heard the whole thing and yeah. put thoughts onto it, you know. So it's interesting with the chorus and repeats, because I wanted to also talk... Um, like, so Wayfinder, you know what I mean? I was gonna, I was trying to think of what song was my least favorite. Was that it? I probably, I, I think it might have been, and it's totally cool. Uh, I, 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 I totally understand why, and I, and I agree, you know what I mean, with your perspectives on it. Um, the cool part is, uh, knowing that a lot, not every song, but a lot of these songs actually have specific purposes in my point of view gotcha um so are you familiar with danny wimmer no no he's the guy who puts on those big festivals across the country like aftershock in sacramento oh okay i know uh, after i know like the the festival but i'm not i didn't know the guy yeah okay it. yeah yeah it, well because it's always danny wimmer presents whatever festival oh, you yeah, know? okay i gotcha yeah, uh, yeah. so uh these are the big festivals you know like Usually headliners are like Five Finger Death Punch, Bring Me the Horizon, Corn. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a, but you still get like Knocked Loose, Code Orange, and other bands throughout the middle stages yeah, and stuff like. That. Right. So they bring they bring all the scene bands through the middle of the day, and then they bring like the legacy or the big bands on the end. You know. Gotcha. There's this magical thing, especially when it's outdoors, which it usually is, somewhere around four, five, six o'clock. Sun's going down. Everyone's getting tired because their first wind's wrapping up. Right. So everyone's getting beer. Everyone's recharging on food to get ready for all their favorite headliners and the epic light shows because the lights are going down. Every time I go to a festival, there's a special moment where some band just owns the whole festival. All the stages right. get attention and they just like the stars align for this performance. Sometimes it's just the performance. Sometimes it's the gimmick. Sometimes it's the sound. Sometimes it's all of it. Um, and there's a one that happens here right in Sacramento called Aftershock. People come up. It's like the only West Coast one. So it's huge. Yeah, um, I saw they just announced the, the lineup for that one recently. Yeah, they did. They did just announce it. It's like a three and a half day thing. Yeah, it's now, crazy. You know, and yeah. the half day has like Limp Biscuit yeah. and like Fit for a King. And, and I'm like, I'm there. Like <laughs> Limp Biscuit live. I'm in, dude. Hell yes. Yeah. I'd love so, to go see that. Um, so, uh, so anyway, there's this moment of the concert where everyone gets recharged by yeah. this band and it usually happens with a beer in their hand. It's dusk. Everyone just fucking like vibes out some way. One year it was Gojira. They got to play the big stage and that whole boom, doom, 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 you know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, yes. Another year it was Parkway Drive. They got to play the big stage six o'clock, you know, Damn. of my cement did it one year. Meshuggah did it one year. Avatar did it one year. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. So every day there was one band that just, you know, like that stood out and right there, picture Wayfinder at dusk and you got your beer and it's, you've heard all these like metalcore songs on the record. And now you just got this cool quarter beat that's like, I gotcha. Yeah. You get your beer and you're all just like, you're just grooving. Sick, dude. Uh. And then right <laughs> after that, they drop a fucking heater, like fucking night shift or something or burner or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or, if, um, yeah. 
But that song was meant to be a completely a vibe, you know. I gotcha. Totally a vibe. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, but, you got to think of like the live dynamics with these songs too. Right. Yeah. Like some of these songs are definitely meant to be live intentionally. Like I intended them to be live. Like I designed them to be simple. So it was really easy for the band to play, which means it would come together beautifully live and right. sound just like the CD to the people who are waiting for it. And then anyone who hasn't, it's just simple. It's easy to grab onto. It's like a gateway song, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's accessible. Um, accessible. Yeah. But then the answer to that is Blue Dream. Um, Blue Dream is the song that's totally not that, <laughs> you know. And it was the most experimental arrangement. And the part I love the most, typically, the whole song is just one big buildup all the way through. Right. We have the chorus in there four times. And most people barely even realize that. I remember, I remember my first time hearing it, I... I'll be honest, I was kind of like, ah, oh, man, I just am not feeling this. And then the second time when I did the album reaction, I was like, all right, okay. Because, like, I kind of, it might have been what you're talking about, the arrangement, or it was just so, like, it was, it was, like, weird, like, in, like, in a good way, in, 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 in retrospect. Um, it was just, it was a different kind of track. But, yeah, uh, there, there, it was meant to be something you could listen to again and hear more, you know? Yeah, right, and I definitely got that on on, on the second go through. Um, a lot of a lot of the songs are like that on this record for sure. Yeah, because I think my top three, if I remember correctly, were Side Effect, um, uh, Burner, and Bleach. That's it's awesome to hear that because how no one's favorite tracks have been uh, unanimous. Yeah, so that that's I was gonna ask you personally because like uh, you know d- d- are your favorites more of like the ones that you may have had more of a little bit of a hand in or like like what songs uh, nat- do you go naturally, to? Yeah. I, I got a bias to stuff I had a bigger hand in for sure. Yeah, of so course. right. Um, I would say yes. Uh, like a song like Wayfinder, I actually wrote uh, a good part of that chorus oh, melody. Geez. Okay, well now now I look, now I look like an ass. No. Well, no, I honestly, dude, it's. <laughs> I didn't even get phased whatsoever, dude. Yeah. Like I, I don't get phased by negative. I take it as feedback. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So plus I don't know anything about you or your tastes. I literally just met, you know, seeing you. I'm all like learning. I'm like, okay, this guy's all like, all right, let's throw this down hard. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all like, all right, I know what song this guy needs to hear by Darko. Let's do this. Yeah. I, I yeah. So I, it's well, dude, it's totally cool because right. like other people have caught on. Yeah. Like like too lit. He he heard Wayfinder, you know. Yeah. Oh, you did know, he? Love, okay. You did exactly. he? Okay. Too lit mafia did Wayfinder. He cracks me up, and he he gets like, end. It's all like uh, right before the verse starts. We'll hear all the synth, and he's he his pause, and he's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> we get we got we got a vibe, people. We got a vibe. <laughs> That's a great impersonation hey, right there. The flames are coming, people from Patreon. Let's go, you know. And then like. <laughs> And I'm all like, it's a vibe. He got it. It's a vibe. He got it. <laughs> That's a great impersonation. Oh, man. I love the dude. I hope he's not offended about that if he receives that. So <laughs> No, I, 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 he, he doesn't seem like the type of guy. Though. I, I've been trying to get him to check out our stuff. Uh, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's an awesome guy from what I can no, tell. I, yeah, he's, I know he's backed up. He, he well, has, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, I'll be, I'll just, you know what? If he sees this, I want him to see this. Mr. Tulip Mafia, I paid on your Patreon, 
and it just never happened. You know, I get it, but you know, as a fellow guy who does a Patreon, you know, come come on, man. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I I I'm I paid him. Uh, I'm still waiting for one or two, but like I enjoy it when I get it. Um, yeah, and uh, I I like this whole reaction thing. I think it's a new. It's it actually. I think it's hitting its actual stride now as an actual thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, I, I would agree, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, no. I really wanted to. I really wanted to ask you about that because when we started doing that, um, I had never really seen any like bands, you know, metal bands doing it. It was just kind of like, you know, for the lack of a better term, just people. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, you know, it was just. It was just. You know, guys that had good personalities, like a hardcore Keem or a Tulip Mafia, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then there's also the people that, you know, when you figure out who they are, you you have like a, a, a you like them because of their following, that kind of thing. Uh, they right. have like, you know, 100,000 subscribers. Oh, my God, I love this guy all of a sudden. But um, we got into it doing that. And I remember when we first did, a lot of people were like, well, aren't you, aren't you, you know, you guys are a band. Like, aren't you worried that like if, you know, in this case, we'll just use Kingdom of Giants as an example. Like, oh, if you if you don't like that Kingdom of Giants song and. They're gonna be mad at you. They're not gonna. They're not gonna like you. And I'm like, listen, man. Like, if a band is that like upset about it, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. A pro like won't get upset like that. They probably won't even see it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. One, they either won't see it, or two, they'll just be like, all right, whatever. Move on to the next thing. Exactly. Whatever. It's just. It's just so small, and most pros realize it's a person's opinion. It's a person's opinion, right? And has no major effect when it's negative you know what i mean you know right. and sometimes the smart guys turn into a positive you know what i mean in some way shape or form or maybe build a relationship with that person when they find it. i've seen it happen it's nuts you know but that's yeah. why i like the pros because they know how to deal with it but at least most do some don't you know but right yeah because that's the thing like when i when i have sent my stuff to reaction channel because obviously doing the reactions i've met a lot of the the people that do it so i kind of have you know an easier path so to speak uh now because i've i've you know made relationships with these people and i'm like i really i don't want you i want you to treat like any other reaction if you don't like i want to know like because i trust your opinion i'm giving you the track to check it out I want you to be honest with me. I don't want you to ease up because, like, you know, like we're we're friends or we have a relationship. Like, I want right. to freaking know. Like, Rich, your scream at timestamp two o two to two fifteen sucked. It was terrible. I want to know that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a producer. That's my job. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, okay. So I'll go there now. I, I I like how you you you'll say things, and I'm just like, you know what? Well, boom. Let's go there. I want to talk about that because. Well, I I realized in the beginning of this call, I was going on some long tangents. So I'm like, I'm being trying to be courteous. I'm like, looking like at the time. I'm like, all right, don't talk to me. Your ass. No, off, dude, man. you're you're totally fine. Listen, I know that Tuck from Fit for a King says he's Joe Rogan of metalcore, but listen, move over, buddy. Okay, that, that that'll be me. <laughs> and uh, you could be you could be my Jamie. You know, you know, but. uh <laughs> But uh, um, what I was going to say is a part of me, because I get it, right? So, like, we're, we're, you know, we're a local band still. I mean, we have, you know, like, I think twelve or 13,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. But we're, we're still, like, a local band, so, so to speak. And so, um, you know, I have, I have a, a son, um, you know, Adam, my guitar player, has two kids. 
what I'm getting at with that is that we have some other, you know, kind of financial responsibilities. But for me, I have always wanted to get that in-studio feel with a producer who knows what the F they're doing. Because I feel like with us, um, and it could happen to anybody, right? You you sit there and you play the song over and over and over and over and over to the point where it's like you it's it's it gets difficult to even figure out what could be wrong with it. So like and it's difficult to figure out that there's nothing wrong with it. Right, exactly. Like because like I mean, for example, like just talking to you, uh, you know, I can obviously tell that you know what you're doing, and obviously if guys like. Tom and Josh and the guys in Kingdom of Giants give you a chance, you know, I give you a little bit more credit there too, which I'm sure a lot of other bands will as well, you know? So, um, you know, if I brought you a track and I was like, hey, Matt, check this out, and you were like, listen, man, while well, I'll do respect, this sucks, I'd be like, okay, we got to just do something different here. Or if you're like, no, man, leave it how it is, I, I would respect I've gotten it. more confident with that too. That's It's been hard to get myself to that level where I could talk to people like that. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. So what what I was gonna say is, um, what would like, kind of going into the studio with with you, um, I guess I'll pitch it as kind of like a, a job interview question, so to speak. All okay. right, I'll say this. So okay, Matt, listen, man. Like I'm in a band called True Shot. We we do we we can do all this stuff ourselves. We do all the tracking ourselves. You know, blah 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 blah. What what do we need you for? You know, like what what do we need you for, Matt? Tell me what what would we pro what would we possibly need you for? I'm either I can either be the one guy that tells you your song sucks, or you can hear ten thousand people tell you. Which would you pick? I dude. Very nice. I, I like that. Very short, sweet, and to the point. Like, I love. Can, I like we, that. We can even get pissed at each other and duke it out and figure it out. But I'm I'm persistent as fuck. You can hate my guts, and I'll tell you right now, I probably no, I do have a band or two that hate my guts, and despite all that, I'm still giving them the best that I can fucking give them. You know what I mean? Because my name's on it. Yeah, and I want to show it to people, despite my relations relationships with it. So, yeah, I'm gonna make sure it's right, you know. And yeah. I'd rather it be me, and you can fight with me, and no one else knows about it. And the next thing I know, you got a dope product because we figured it out one way or another. I like that. That see that right there. Now that is confidence. That 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 that's the great. That's the that's a great thing to see, like in a producer. I mean. Seriously, like if you have a guy who's kind of like, well, you know, uh, I want a guy who's just straight up, and I thought that was that was very straight up. I like that. Um, I've worked on it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I'm, try, <laughs> I'm trying to give people. I, I've uh, I don't get asked that a lot, but I have gotten asked that before, and uh, along with other questions from the industry. And I've started learning. I need to start working on like, like my message. What what yeah. I'm doing. What my message is. You know what I mean? And like right. No, that's I, one of those things, and that. So I'm glad I've been able to put myself in that position. You know. No, and that, that and that's great because I, I like I've said I've said before. Um, you know, when we first started gaining any kind of, I'm not even saying that you know we're getting notoriety, but just beyond just like our friends listening to the, the this music. Um, you know, I I, I had written for uh, I don't know if you're into into any sports or anything like that, but. Um, I wrote for <laughs> you. You may have heard of this website. It's based. On, I think it might be in Sacramento. Uh, Bleacher Report. 
you, you may have seen it, heard of it. Either the way. name, the rain, the name rings a small bell, but I can't say I know anything about it. Okay, well, either what I was gonna say is I, I wrote for them, and they're like they're 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 pretty, you know, noteworthy. Like I mean, like it's like a lot, of, like hundreds of thousands of people, and you know, I would get comments all the time, so I was kind of conditioned to that a little bit, but. Um, it, it's interesting seeing it from a person's point of view, like the the rest of my bandmates who, you know, they weren't like, like you know, like crying at, at night, you know, sleeping, you know, like they couldn't sleep because of it. But, you know, to kind of get that kind of stuff, it, it's kind of tough. So, um, you know, I think it's cool that you're open about that. You know, you're not just like, oh, you know, I don't care what anybody thinks. Like you're you're o- openly saying like, yeah, this is something that, you know, I've had to work on it because I, I can imagine it can be tough because, I mean, think about it, right? Like, if you're honest with somebody, you could lose that client, which is a loss of income and stuff like that. So sometimes, you know, you kind of run the risk. Maybe, like, if I, if I open my mouth about the product that I'm passionate about because I put my name on it, I could lose a financial gain out of this. Right. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. I lost my thought, but I was just going <laughs> to... Sorry. Uh, the the it just kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Like you're never just there. Like it, yeah. it takes a minute. It takes n- everything. It, 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 an overnight success takes ten years. You know, like ten year overnight success. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's that's how it seems to work. So I've um, fortunately with Kingdom of Giants and Darko having high profile, it's kind of forced me into a place where I need to be, you know, I feel like, I feel like I wasn't the producer I needed to be that works with those kinds of bands yet. So I had to like kind of boot camp myself into it. You know, I kind of worked yeah. on my disposition. I, I used to be a way more, um, uh, brutally honest in a cold way, you know, yeah, uh, right. much more not sociable. Uh, and then until I found my little friend here, um, <laughs> Malay bloomer. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I'm a much happier person and I can deal with people. I'm the guy who I used to doing mixed revisions with me used to be scary for bands because I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, yeah. like all that stuff. Like <laughs> now I'm like mixed revisions. I'm all like, dude, I'm just making them happy. You know what I mean? Like, like just, just, just fucking do it. You know, like, <laughs> you know, unless it's really bad, you know, I'll go in and I'll tweak something. But then if it's something really that is negative, then I'll actually come back and be like, yo, I tried this. Like, here's what it sounds like. But I really don't think this helped us, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I just trying to get to a point where I can communicate with people better. You know, I've had uh, since I've done these two records, the two bands I'm working with now, for example, like I've had them literally say now, Matt, like because I, I recorded them. Sorry, I, I recorded them previously before they like mm. early EPs. So this is like round two for both bands happening at the same time. It's kind of coincidental. Yeah. Um, but they came back. Like, All right. This time, contrary to last time, we want you to like take the reins on these songs. Like, you know, how how do we do that? You know, how do we make sure that like you're really, really happy with these? I'm like, right. well, I'm glad you asked, you know, because I'm in a place where like I want to take that kind of control. So. Yeah. Here's the game plan. And then you know, we just we just get into it, you know. Um, and now they're letting me run the show, but I'm doing it, I think, in a tasteful way. I'm preserving everything they bring to the table. I'm like, look, you guys have two months, you know, like we book, you know, I'm like, you guys got two months. You need to give me everything that you can possibly give me with guitars, bass, drums, you. and vocals. 
Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, how many songs do you guys have, for example? I get this one a lot. And he's like, well, we got like uh, 10 or 12 songs. How many of them have vocals? Uh, like two or three. And you got two or three songs. Like, <laughs> don't come to me with instrumentals. Uh-uh. No, like that's not a song. A song is lyrics. Like best comparison is composition, like an actual song on sheet paper. You get chords, notes for a vocal melody, and words. That's a song. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it still applies to what we're doing with metal because there's still notes, there's still keys. And instead of notes for screaming, it would be like an X for rhythm for scream, you know? Right. But they would still be there with lyrics. I can hand you a composition. And while it's not physically on paper anymore, it's still a thing because we have royalties, which is composition royalties. You know what I mean? So this still still matters, literally. So when you look at it at that point and you come to me with like – 10 instrumentals and three with vocals. I'm like, bro, this project's going to take like three or four months because that's how long it's going to take you to get your vocals ready for seven fucking songs. You know, like yeah. come to me when you have your vocals. They don't have to be perfect. Just give me lyrics for the whole song and your first chance, like your first uh, attempt at placement. Like gotcha. if you give me your first draft, don't even think twice. Give me a first draft. That's a thousand percent more than giving me nothing. Yeah, because that's what I was going to ask you, like what you like for bands to come in with. Because I've talked to some other producers who are like, yeah, if you have like a 10 track album, if you come in with, you know, seven and then you have like one that, you know, you kind of really want to like do in the studio with the producer and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, But it sounds like you kind of want the band to kind of come with as much prepared as they can. Yes, um, because I personally... I just, you know, every producer is different, but personally, I work better when I have something to manipulate, to gotcha. produce. Yep. Like, I'm not here to write. Gotcha. You know? I right. can write and I will when I have to. Like, okay, I'm, this riff sucks. We're going to write something new, but I have an idea. Give me 10 minutes real quick, you know, and I'll grab my guitar and riff it out, you know what I mean? And figure something out. I'll be like, all right, what do you think? You know, instead of me trying to explain it to him, I said, like, just let me do it real quick and I'll show you in context, you know? Um, and then, uh, oh man, might be hitting me a little much. What was I talking about? <laughs> I was talking to you about, uh, about, um, you know, you, you want people to come in with oh. as much prepared as possible. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So, um, with all that, with, if they give me like drum MIDI, I don't need bass. Give me the guitar riffs, mm-hmm. drum MIDI, guitar riffs, and like one vocal track with like a live take with a fucking hand mic. You know what I mean? Of your vocal idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're giving me your garage band performance practically. You know what I mean? Right. It's more than enough. Now, some people have visions. Some people have ideas in their music. And you, most bands have someone in the band that does a little bit of production now these days. So Yeah, yeah right. That being, that being said, I'm like, you either need to give me really good descriptive references mm. or you need to do everything you can attempt-wise with guitars and special effects or synths or whatever – at home, and then when you're all done, when the time comes to come in here, you're going to bring me everything you have, all of your session words. Bring me the session, all the tracks, all the files. You may be surprised what you made is very usable in the session. You know what I mean? Like, I've had people bring in guitar leads they did. I'm like, bro, that sounds great. I can't do better than that. That sounds great. That's going in the actual song, you know? Yeah. And what? I'm like, they think it's because it's a demo. Like, dude, it was a guitar and you recorded it and there was new strings. Like, yeah. why redo it? You know, so when I have everything, 
I can manipulate it. I can have fun shopping. One of my fun things is helping people with arrangements because I feel like that's the biggest weakness with songs is arrangements. People can write riffs. They can write drums. They can write vocals, but they don't know how to make the freaking cake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they come in, and that's what I do the most. I help with the arrangement, and like I'm like, okay, let's put this in the thing. We're going to use this recipe. Here we go. You know, and and then boom, here we are. If you come up uh, with no music, then we have to spend time writing, and that takes way longer. So I try to, you know, have stuff booked a couple of months out in advance so I can tell the band, yo, this is your time to write, not when you're in the studio, you know, because when you come in, there's a chance you're not going to get to touch these things. It may be mostly just me doing stuff in the studio, you know, like on the computer or whatever. Um, that's just the reality of it. In order to get the dope, dope product that you hear from bands like North Lane Era, you know, Architects or whatever. You want the, a lot of these bands come for, they want that metalcore sound. I'm like, if you want that, then we are riff building note for note. We're going to have to fucking do drum MIDI or hire an insanely dope drummer to do this. Your shitty little kit with your weak ass <laughs> hands is not going to sound like this, you know? And, and I mean, I'll, I'll stop there basically saying like, just to kind of conclude the other thing. It's like, I turn around with a fresh band. I turn around like, look, I'm about to sit here and tell you a hundred ways how this music sucks. But I'm about to give you a thousand ways how we're going to make it better. So don't get pissed at me when I tell you it sucks. No, I'm going to have ideas. You know what I mean? If you don't yeah. like my ideas, then I'm just the wrong producer. That's all. You have know. You, have you found yourself doing a uh, more uh, kind of like remote production work? Uh, uh you know, be like, cause like what I've found, like when we send our track, it's kind of just like a mix and master. Like it, that's all. There's no like product, like producering going right. on. It's, um, so have you found like with, you know, obviously with, with COVID or just in general, uh, that you kind of do like, uh, like a remote producer role? Yeah, I have. Um, uh, there is, um, a project for example, being done by the, guy currently singing for the current iteration of the band saliva remember them oh my god really yeah so they still tour (laughs) um actually they they did play here like last year like some like rant like the most random spot but yeah go ahead (laughs) yeah they're in they're in florida um they've done a few records since the original og singer left you know um and this guy bobby is the current singer um so, I mean, they just do their thing, you know, with what that Saliva does. But he's got a side project he's working on that's kind of like a really sick active rock, you mm. know, radio project. And I'm, I like, I guess, like I said, I like rock too and pop and stuff. So I right. like, I like all of it. And um, especially when I get to mix it, you know, like not mix studio, but like when I get to mix the genres together, I mean, you know, that's what's really fun. Um, but I'm working on something with him because he's in Florida and yeah. he hit me up. Because he actually found, <laughs> of all the projects I do, he found me through, first, a song that I didn't mix. <laughs> <laughs> and then secondly, is of my own band from like three years ago. Or oh, no, really? Long, or something like that. Yeah, three years ago, I think. And and it was a different iteration of my band at the time. Like the lineup of the release of that song, even in the video, there's only two members in that video that's in the band now me and one other guy so it's like i'm like wait you heard from me from that song how'd you even find me you know (laughs) like i'm doing label bands but he's not in the scene he's rock scene right right um that that makes sense for him to not be aware but uh so that was cool but like i'm doing it and he may possibly be looking at a record deal or something uh it's up in the air but um 
I work with him and then I help with production a little bit. Uh, you know, like he, you know, like tips and stuff, you know, he asked me my feedback on the songs, um, over the phone. Uh, I don't only, I think one or two other bands I've done like production coaching, but like producing through the internet, I haven't really done. I would say my producing, Mm -hmm. I'd pretty much still do in here. Um, so you and I'll, do mi- like, I'll mix through the internet. That I get that a lot still. Yeah, you know so I mean? you kind of do some uh, consulting, so to speak. Yeah, I, I consult with the producing. They're like, so we want you to mix, but like we don't know how to get the tracks out. And I'm like, usually I'm like, oh no, all right, because <laughs> I already already talked my ass off. So like, I hope you're ready for like 50 bullet points. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Or you can go on YouTube and find a quicker version, you know what I mean? And, and you know, that tells you how to export or prepare oh, a session out of Pro Tools. And I use Pro Tools, so unfortunately, a lot of people in the metal scene, they use Cubase and Reaper and stuff, so it's like it's difficult to get. We use Studio stuff. One, believe it or not. What's that? We, we use Studio One, like, to track. Oh, yeah, Studio One. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah, yeah. Studio One. Um, I mean, they, they all do the same thing. I've always yeah. wondered what the difference is. It, one just looks pretty. Like Cubase looks pretty. That's like the only thing that I know, and it's mo- way more expensive. They, they. I mean, they all do the same thing. They just the buttons are in different locations. You know what I mean? Right. But that's that's basically, and they look different. That's it. But um, yeah. Uh, if if you if you really want to get down to it, I can tell you, Pro Tools was designed to replace tape in the studio. It's cheap, right? Pro Tools. That's it. Yeah. Pro Tools? Uh, no, no. Pro Tools is not no, cheap. Oh, <laughs> Reaper is the cheap one. Reaper. Reaper is like sixty bucks or free for evaluation. Yeah, <laughs> Pro Tools is like uh, thirty bucks a month now, or like sixty a month for like HD. You know what I mean? So, oh wow. Okay. Uh, so now it's subscription based, or uh, uh, unless you like, you can buy a perpetual license and just have it standalone. Yeah. But um, anyway, Pro Tools was designed to replace tape in the studio physically. Like it's just meant to be a place to record your audio, but you know through the board the actual board, but then it's designed to play the audio back out into the board so you can mix it like you would on a 24-track tape, mm-hmm. uh, which is why you know get 24 tracks with you know HD hardware. Now you go up to 32, actually. Um, but uh, HD hardware is just quarter-inch ins and outs, TRS ins and outs. You have to have a console or pre's in a rack mount to do the whole thing, you know? But now they have third-party interfaces you can... You can use now now for Pro Tools. It's consumer level now, but at first it was only major studios and designed for commercial studio integration. Cubase is designed for in-the-box music production. You know what I mean? Like it's meant for creating music in the program. Pro Tools is meant for recording in a studio. So there's like parallels, but not quite the same. Kind of like Kemper's and Axe FX. You know, Axe FX is designed to be a amp like sim in a box you know what i mean well a kemper is a profiler and then Bro, these you, guys try you, to start you, cloning you, and so like there's there's you're different way too businesses. smart for me man you're way too smart for me i i, <laughs> I am just, so ignorant to all this stuff i don't know anything i, I i'm sorry dude no no uh, it's fine no because uh, that that right there so there's gonna be somebody listening that's gonna like be in heaven like my guitar player would listen to that and he'd be like Oh my god! Wow, because he 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 loves that stuff. So I usually get one guy per band that's that guy. Like, so like, so what are you doing on the screen there? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, you he, know, I'm I'm just sitting here working. I'm all like, hey, you ever heard of bubbles? Yeah, because <laughs> you're in mine, <laughs> bro. It, it's a, it's a, I remember because like I said, this is my first band. So like, 
I remember when we first started, my guitar player was talking about DI. DI. I was like, what the fuck is a DI? I, I had no idea. So What did he tell you? Well, he he eventually he told me it's a direct in. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean, though? Because <laughs> like, we play live. We play we just play all DI. So um, yeah. we don't have amps or anything. Um, yeah, there's, there's a few synonymous meanings to that word. But that, that is definitely one of them for sure. Yeah. Another, one, another one is the DI of like the bass or guitar going clean into something like a, a computer or um, a, a DI box like a little you seen that you know the di boxes yeah. right yeah yeah yep those are designed that they're designed to take line level signals and convert them to microphone level signals That's gotcha it. okay yeah because he know i know that he uses a, a a line six helix um um I'm trying to think i don't know he would be able to tell you it's like this it's like a little rig it's like a nice little thing and that's all we use is just that and a computer with for the bass yeah and... i've got similar um like Actually, it just popped up in my memory today. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I took a picture here. I got it right here. I'll just show you on the thing. Uh, but yeah, we we used to have like one big rack, and then we got tired of carrying it everywhere, so we made. Um, yeah, to, there it is. To me, it beats an amp. Like I, I'm not gonna hit carrying around a freaking amp. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. That, I mean, that looks. That's our in-ear rack. So we have a vocal microphone and processor, our X32 mixer in the middle, which mixes our in-ears, and that's all of our in-ear wireless units above it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we have in-ear systems, all wireless, everything. Um, we don't even use, uh, like, guitar pedals anymore. It's all automated through uh, MIDI commands and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? so everybody like, has in-ears except for me. I bought my in-ears, but I've never used them, so that, that's great. You know? but, <laughs> well, I, I've, I've also gotten pretty good at making them sound good here because that's also a task, too. You know, you can't just turn stuff up and there it is. It's like you got to yeah. sound good, and, and you also have to recreate ambience. That's the biggest problem with in-ears because everything's all direct and dry because it's straight from microphones so like yeah. if you don't know to add like some room reverb unknown to the musicians um it'll sound dry and you don't you can't hear anything you hear it but you can't make it out but with a little room reverb in the headphones for the everything like drums a little guitar vocals especially you get a sense of space and you can hear a sustain of the instruments like you hear in a room you know what i mean right like because you know dead like it may, this this isn't dead you know what I mean? Like, not by any means. Dead is scary. People can't handle dead. You ever heard of those anacho uh, uh, anechoic chambers, whatever? Those, like, uh, anechoic? Echochoic? And I forgot what the oh, name the, is. There's the, hi uh, the hyper, hyper hyperbaric? Or hyperbolic chambers. Yeah. Hyperbolic. Hyperbaric? Hyperbolic? I think that's it. Yeah. So yeah. They're, they're rooms designed with diffusers and absorption panels, but they're really deep. They're like six-foot-long absorption panels. So they just look like these giant spikes coming out of the wall <laughs> like this down to here. And you think you're in like some – one of those Indiana Jones traps. That's yeah, that's going to – And it's on the ceiling and the floor. There's a wire mesh floor to walk on that's not solid so the floor is also interesting an absorption panel so you walk in there and it's removed all echo completely and it's scary when you realize how much echo is in a room mm. because for example like they had a microphone in the room and the guy was standing on the other side in the other corner and he was talking and spinning 
And when he's talking towards the microphone, you can hear him beautifully. And he turned around, completely gone. Wow. Like almost muted. And the and the craziest part about it is people go in there to um, just experience it. You can go like sit in the chair by yourself if you can find one of these places. Usually it's like college campuses or something. Right. Um, but you sit in their chair. The human, uh, no human being can sit in one of those places for more than 40 minutes because wow. the silence is so silent. silent. Yeah, you just go crazy. You start hearing all of the inner organics of your body. Oh, my God. You start hearing your blood pumping, your heart pumping, your, your blood flowing and other organics happening. And it literally freaks you out because your your brain can't handle can't handle what it's perceiving sensory wise. So after 40 minutes, that's like the longest anyone can sit one of those. I am nerding the fuck out right now. No, that, that could be that could be a, that could be quite the sample. Like on a song, you just bring in a condenser mic like on your like your, like your pelvis or your liver and you just hear yeah, <laughs> like, or you could just get a bowl of spaghetti and just. <laughs> yeah, this was tracked uh, in a hyperbaric, hyperbolic chamber, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I'm so nerding off right no, now. No, no, it's all good. No, because um, yeah, man, I I'm always interested to talk to produce like producers like you because like I, I we had um you may not know this guy he's a he's a he's a guy from Italy but uh Federico Ascari he did um. Um, within destruction, within destruction's newest record. Okay. Um, he's done uh, bands like Drowning Sulfur, uh, Defamed, um, Sharks in Your Mouth, I believe. Sharks but, in Your Mouth. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's a band name, believe it or not. <laughs> but no, so uh, he, you know, he does like a lot of he does really good like sound design stuff. So we have him doing some sound design on our next song. So I'm always interested to talk to people like. You know, hey, maybe you know if you if you're not too busy, maybe I'll send the track over. You be like, hey, man, I just want you to just tell me, just cold. You know, does it sound all right? Like, you know, I, I'm I'm interested. Hey, I I like doing that. Um, I always if it's someone I don't know already, I'll give them a disclaimer. I'm like, do you really want me to, like, you really, <laughs> you really want me to look at it, or do you? Or, I mean, like, do you want me to like just tell you what's tell you. now? No, I bro, <laughs> listen, I because I'll be honest. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like that musician guy or what I'm not I, I don't consider myself a musician I I just I'm a yeller, but I I listen to this song and I'm like because if you liked the other stuff which I want because now that we've got to know each other a little bit more did you honestly like it or are you just saying that yeah okay well then if you liked that <clears throat> this this song I'm not I'm not lying like if, okay if you want like like a little more lengthier thing I would say. The song's dope. I just think the, I think the production process I feel like sounds a little unfinished. That's it. Interesting. Like, what what did you what do you what, uh, go ahead? To be honest, it's been a second since I heard the track, so no, I can't all good. know it that well. Okay, but I I I could tell you probably later if I listen to it again. But like I would say, it sounded like because I've done that. I've had like a production that was very unfinished mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. paid. Fifteen thousand dollars for David Bendeth to mix it. Oh no! <sighs> Fifteen grand? Oh man! Yeah. Oh man! See, the good thing about him being in Australia is we get that currency conversion that is just <laughs> so fucking sick. <laughs> like, oh man! I'll tell you what. The mix came back, and at first I didn't like that mix, but when it came back and it grew on me, I ended up loving it. In fact. 
it's on Spotify, my old, old band. Interesting. Uh, and it's called Fall Rise. Terrible name. Fall Rise. Uh, I li- okay. But we were like this, I don't even know what to call it, like, because we were, there was a little, there was like a weird mixture of like old and new, because we, we loved bands like Seven Dust and stuff. And oh, then, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then like when we're, this was like when Restoring Force came out with the Mice and Men, you know? So mm-hmm. like we were in that realm a bit, little Alter Bridge, little, um, you know, we liked some periphery stuff, but you can't hear any of that in there. Like the, the, the it was very crude, very raw, Yeah, you know, just mixed cool. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. not, it, not a mix I think is, would like be what you'd want to hear today, but for what it was, it's its own thing. Um, but it was definitely an experience and like it. Even though we still paid the full thing, like he, my track count was like less than sixty tracks a song. You know what I mean? Like they were nothing. Yeah, there there was barely any depth to them whatsoever. It was just riffs and maybe a third guitar down the middle every now and then. It was so stripped down, raw, right. very few harmonies um, on vocals. You know, on the shit microphone, but mixed by a legit dude. And um, but he, it took him no time to mix it. But it was kind of cool because he gave me probably about three or four hours of phone conversation of just like socializing with a Grammy winning producer. You know what I mean? Like, right. So like basically what, what sounds like you're talking about me, I'm all like, I got to talk to David Bendit and learn about. (laughs) You know, like, so, okay. So when you, when you say it's the, uh, something, the, 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 like what you, what you mean is like when we track it essentially, or are you talking, When you build the song, build your song. I gotcha. Editing it, creating the actual session and building before you like call it. Okay, cool. So let's send it off. You know, like gotcha. Yeah, production is the creation of it. You know, of some kind, whether it's performance or synthesized or whatever have you. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, we've definitely gotten the comments before where some people have been like. Like something's missing. Like they, like I've heard that. I, 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 if I were to use a general statement, I could say that. You know, like um, I, again, I have to hear the song again oh, to give you. A, but I, I'm, I'm yeah. sure if I heard it with that ear now, I could probably find exactly what it might be. In my opinion, what might be missing. Yeah. No. I would. I'd love uh, to. I'd love to get your opinions on that, man. I, I just I hearing just learn to do metalcore a lot quicker than I expected. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and and you can even argue Darko has metalcore traits in it for sure. Oh yeah, um, for yeah, but yeah. Oh my god, that record! I, I'm stoked to hear it, man. You you know I'm gonna be doing an album reaction. I mean, you know it. You know, I mean, this is no I, doubt. Oh, it hurts my soul because there's an entire world that loves Darko, and I'm like one of like the four dudes that has this whole record. And I, and it's like there's no label, so I'm not gonna get in trouble for talking about it. I can just say here and say like next level from death mask for sure uh the 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 the, like i'm trying not to hype it up uh uh because i don't want anyone to be disappointed um you know like i'm not i don't i really don't think that's possible with this record there are uh the tracks i've i personally wanted to make sure the tracks were diverse i didn't want to hear the same dargo track each song you know there was there was um maybe one or two tracks where I was like, I'm starting to hear like similar 
grooves and moves in this song from previous songs and i'm mm. and i'm and like it was like the least he's like that song's like whatever right now you know and i'm like well can i fuck with it and he was like go for it you know and that was like <laughs> one of the fucking heaviest songs on the record you know what i mean it's got the gnarliest breakdown in the middle it's such a flex with <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and i'm not talking about abandon all ships i'm talking about brutality you know what i mean uh. like i'm talking about breakdowns with nasty dissonance since you know what i mean that's for sure i mean it's expected that's already in the music right you know right, I mean? right i mean you um, kind of yeah. definitely talk about what we know to expect and i can tell you it's satisfying nice. i want to make sure that pacing and the grooves and the transitions and then there's um so the vocals are nuts you know, and they're dirty too, in a good way. Like, um, I mean, there was one track where he had like his chain, he had a chain on <laughs> and like, there's a moment in a song you where he, he like a, I think he does like a breath before like a really big, a big hit. And then between the breath and the band hit and a scream, you hear the little king, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I tried to cut it out, but it was obvious I was cutting something out, you know? So Just it's keep like, it in, yeah. it's in there. but then, when uh, Tom was just here recently because they were shooting actually a couple of videos. Um, mm. Yes, they shot some videos. FYI, um, cool. That's gonna be that's gonna be cool. Um, I don't think they're performing in it though. That's all right. That's all right. They like ab- no no no. I'm like I'm stoked because it's like they love this abstract shit. You know what I mean? They love. Yeah. They love. The hate, like not. They not to they don't do it to piss people off, but mm. when people don't like something or they're like this is stupid, this is just zero 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 or whatever the fuck you know <laughs> all the comments are you know, and they're like, so, like, this is my song, like this is fucking fun, this is what I wanted to do, you know, it's like, I'm happy with my song, so I don't, I don't I, care. Listen, like, when I heard it, when I heard Frankie say, listen, music isn't a math problem. It's just enjoy it, you know? I was like, damn, that's very profound. Enjoy it or don't, and that doesn't mean you have to, you know, necessarily let people know you don't necessarily, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, right. That's, that's the weird thing, you know? It's like, I mean, I, I know I'm doing this, like, trying to get into this reaction thing myself, and I told myself, like, I'm not going to go in here to, like, shit on anyone's stuff, you know? Right, like, oh, right. Like, I don't spread negativity. I'll be honest, you know, but, like, I want to find productive ways to – critique to as a producer exactly. i'm like maybe i can spin off like here's what, what i might do you know like so like like don't it's not the end of the world you know it's like you got this far maybe you just needed a little more you know or right. hearing some stuff there but i mean this record um the back on this thing like uh i don't know dude i feel like this is gonna be something a little groundbreaking i think i'm not oh, gonna lie oh geez okay um and and i i want to say innovation you got you got but, me hyped, man. But but iteration does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, that does, dude. You yeah. Got, you, so you it's not a. Hyped. It's there, there's nothing new. It's just. It's we're just trying to do stuff you haven't heard in combination. It's just yet. the amalgamation is different from what we have been privy to was, to date. Yeah. That was a very well-worded statement. <laughs> well, you know, lyricist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, and then, and then, I will say, there are, there's two, I'll say two things, and then I'll stop. Okay. 
One is, and 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 I can't say much about it other than the fact that there's one track on here that didn't exist when you came in the studio, and that is um, what happened is I sat up. We were baked, by the way. I've never smoked so much weed in my life during a record. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, we, <laughs> I probably smoked an ounce myself in two weeks. Like, it was nuts. <laughs> so we uh, – I'm baked. I stand up to go use the restroom, and and he's sitting, uh, Josh is sitting behind me on the couch here. And, and um, this shelf back here, there was a – he had his desk set up. He had, like, a, his computer. So he had his rig right there ready to go. Right. You know what I mean? So that was great. So I stand up, and he's just like – with the bong you know and i'm like okay i need you to write something slow but like stupid heavy the heaviest thing you've ever fucking written (laughs) all right (laughs) give me like 30 minutes (laughs) and by 30 minutes I thought he meant I'll do it in thirty uh, in thirty minutes. No, he had it completed in thirty minutes. Oh my god! <laughs> he wrote the whole thing. <laughs> and and, and uh, I will say it's now the end of the, the record. So oh my um, god. it's just it's just straight like WTF. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and what's what's fantastic is I feel like Tulit had the best reaction. No offense to Darko. Because even he couldn't find a groove. Like, right. he couldn't find it. He was bewildered. He was like, I don't even know what's going on, man. Like, well, and, and like, yeah. Like, he, I, would, I was all like, I think I broke him. <laughs> you well, know what the, I mean? The, the cool thing with a guy like Kim is, you know, like, so like me, you know, like, like, or me, or like some of these other channels, like, we know who Tom Barber is. We're like, okay, that's Jaw. Tulit doesn't know. I mean, he, you could say Tom, you could put Tom Barber in a lineup, and he would he wouldn't be able to pick him out. Probably, you know what I mean. So, like me, I'm like, oh my god, Tom Barber. Like this is I know it's this Tom guy. It's Tom Barber. But yeah. uh, I'm feeling like, it's freaking cool. By the way, I hope people understand that Tom's a great dude. Well, he they'll, they'll know when of... I interview him. They'll, they'll know. People will oh, know yeah. when, when I when, when I get. I, him, I, I I love Tom. I I was I was naturally intimidated only by the mysticism because I've never met him yet. And I've right. seen him on my screen. You right. Know what I mean? like, right. But the moment he walks in, it's like, what's up, bro? And so he got that first interaction and we're just trying to do stuff. But then he comes back and now it's like seeing my cousin. Now it's cool. You know, it's like, yeah, well, it's, it's all like, what's up, dude? And like, he's like, come in here. And he's like, yeah, you know, so that's, that's tight. You know, I like building that kind of relationships. I, I don't mind if like these two bands and maybe one other band was like it for me, you know what I mean? And I just fucking worked with these guys like that alone would be that's dope cool. for me. You know what I mean? But I have high ambitions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I know that when I, I was doing some research before, you know, I was supposed to, you know, I was supposed to interview. I, I like to do my research, you know, and uh, it was really, one, one thing that was really interesting is that he did an interview, Tom, and he and he kept he kept referring to the, there was a woman interviewing him, and he kept referring to her as Miss, and I was like, what a gentleman, you know? I he's like, he's very uh, chivalrous. Yes, I could tell. I was like, wow. I mean, I just did. It just took me off guard. Not saying that like, oh, he's just this metal dude. He should be like a dick or anything. But I was just like, you know, yeah. I don't. You don't see anybody call a woman Miss anymore. But, he's uh, definitely spontaneous though. So like. 
you'll think he's just one of the normal dudes. And all of a sudden he's just doing something. You're like, okay. You know, you're like, okay. So he's, he's got a bit of, he's got a little bit of a wild side to him. You know what I mean? And then streak, like, yeah. but we smoked so much koosh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you, it just, was, you just wrote a freaking destruction oh, of a record. Yeah. He, he actually, um, I, I, I just want to say this real quick because yeah. I think people would actually find this if they gave it a real shot. Find this a really cool thing. Yeah, go ahead. He learned from his girl. And he showed me this thing called Plantasia. It's on Spotify. Um, Plantasia is a record from the 70s made by this dude who's just like a keyboard guy and who's like fucked up on acid and shrooms or whatever and going at it with the keys. And it's all simplified synthesizer, beautiful, epic music. It's very, very simple, like almost like 8 bit. You know what I mean? And it's supposedly the the notes i mean like not supposedly the frequencies of the notes uh I, as you know like or hopefully know all life down to the molecular level moves at frequencies you know it's vibration you right. know and we we vibrate so yes at some level whether how mystical you want to believe or not vibrations have an effect on us you know what i mean as well as other life like plant life hence plantasia the songs are for plants you know what I mean? Interesting. And but they're just beautiful tracks. Now we don't listen to the whole record, but the first two tracks on that record are the first one's this weird, like super soft synth, like grand thing, like some <laughs> like cheesy Lord of the Rings thing or something. The second track sounds like something out of Final Fantasy, but is the most awesome palate cleanser when you're a fucking metalhead. You know what I mean? And you got to sit here and do Darko for 10 hours straight <laughs> on blast. I have lost hearing, I think, because of Darko. You know what I mean? So we get in here, we smoke, and we smoke Plantasia. You know what I mean? So just look up Plantasia on Spotify. Nice. It's com- just synths and soft and weird. But if you're in it, you know what I mean? And if you like, if you meditate or if you smoke or drink i guess whatever or if you can just be calm listen to it and it just cleanses the palate you know what i mean there's something just extra about these songs for some weird reason because you feel good after you hear it and you're like all right let's get into some fucking breakdowns now you know see i think i think that's my problem man i don't smoke or drink i don't meditate and i just i cannot calm down so i'll I'll give it a shot but uh, Uh, that's my that's my issue is i just i cannot relax i can't it's okay. Some people can't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this didn't do anything for you. I, will, I, I need Plantasia. Just one breakdown, Plantasia. Just give me one. <laughs> oh, man. That would be insane. Uh, that, would be, that would be so funny. Like track seven is just all of a sudden out of nowhere. It's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 you just gave away the the riff to one of the Darko songs, but uh, oh, my cat's going off right now. That's not fast enough. Yeah, right. But uh, all right, man. Listen, man. This was awesome. I, I this was the first interview that I went into. I had no notes or like I had. I was just like, I'm just gonna let this be. Just boom. Let's just do it. Let's just see where it goes. And we went over two we hours. Should, we should totally like get on this more often whenever you want dude hell yeah i had a really I'm, good time talking I'm to you here like 80 percent of the time well, well, yeah 
I, that, so, that's the vibe I've gotten from producers is that they might as well just live there. So yeah, uh, and and now, and now especially because I'm using my late hours to start getting into the video stuff myself. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, hence why I got the gear. Well, <laughs> so. bro, keep doing it, man. I the, the reaction thing, um, you know, it, it it it's it's fun. You know, it's like you said, as long as you just as long as you're not being a prick, um, you know, it, then then it's cool. But Actually, uh, somebody in the Twitch is saying they had a had a question for you. So yeah, go ahead, Arsenal. Do it real. Yeah, if you can type it out real quick, let's uh, we'll ask him. Oh, he says, "Why is why is he the greatest person ever?" Interesting. <laughs> I, I I know who that is. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> Arsenal uh, uh, RW. You don't want to know what's in my nightmares, huh? That that's <laughs> Arsenal R W. That's the name that Tom was going to use for Darko, but didn't use it. That's the that's the, that's the <laughs> mysterious name. Actually, he's he's in one of the two bands I'm recording right now. Oh, is he cool? Nice. Well, listen, man. Yeah, like if you got any bands that you think are like really cool that you really want us to check out, send them over, man. Um, like I said, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to send you over something. We're gonna be finishing up vocals, so I know that that's not a song until there's vocals. Oh yeah. Plus, I, but, I've got I got my own band. I'm I, I, I'm interested to see what you think. It's not metal, but we do use use metal. Cool, if that makes sense. And so then, that'll be cool. What? Uh, this guy says uh, any song similar to Insects by Darko on this upcoming record. Absolutely. <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, come on. In, in fact, one of them, the nickname was Insects 2.0. <laughs> I love it. We we had it. The, oh, the names. We had the nicknames. I love the nicknames. I still some know some of these songs by the nicknames. So it was like, I'm sorry. I know we're wrapping up, but I just had to yeah, tell you. Like we good. had like, we had like the fast one. Pretenders, by the way, was the fast one. Aren't they all fast though? <laughs> <laughs> They're all well, this one just—I think it was my instant reaction when I first heard his demo. I, it was all shit. I was like, okay, that's the fast one, I guess. And yeah. it just kept going. But it was like the fast one. There was like groovy, riffy, you know. So we got we got a few like nicknames out there. There was one. Um, uh, it's a it's a bit of a rated R term, but uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll, well, you don't care. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, at this kid. point, dude, listen. We I feel this is what happens when we do podcasts like this, and it's like, dude, who just let it all out? You know, just let it. Whatever you want to say, go for it. One of the songs' uh, second nicknames was Shrek Rape. Unbelievable. Okay, maybe this is a family show. No. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Okay. Okay. No, no, that's fine. No, don't worry about it. But no, man, I'm. Uh, damn. I'm pumped so, for it. See, I, I gotta say, I will say, I know they did Kingdom of Giants. I, I will say, I. I think Darko probably suits my uh, uh, interest probably a little bit more, but I thought I was pretty fair with the Kingdom of Giants record. To- no, you you were absolutely fair with the Kingdom of Giants record, and for someone who likes what you seem to listen to, that's a great way to uh, you know to look at the whole record. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't designed to be heavy; it was designed to be a a, a vibe. You yeah, know I mean it was a yeah. I, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I was reading what the comments. I'm said. just not a vibey guy, man. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. I gotta, take a, Z- I, I gotta take a Xanax or me. something, you know. Vibes grew on me. I think I just needed to like decompress from like all this stress, and then I started like 
just letting go a little more, you know, yeah. I'm 34 years old. I've got a, I've got a one year old and, you know, I'm trying to do the self-employed thing. This is my job. I, this is it. The oh, producing. Damn, I don't, have, bro. I don't have the first job. So like I've had to find ways to send myself out a few times, you know, so, um, the vibes work, but I think we're working on some heavy stuff. Nice. Well, that's a great way to end it right there, man. Like I said, I'll send you over the track. You send me over stuff. Looking forward to the new uh, Darko record, man. And by the way, guys, if you guys have, haven't listened to it yet, or if you have, the New Kingdom of Giants record, Passenger, produced and mixed and mastered by yours truly. So, I mean, hey, he says the best damn producer there ever was. I don't know what to do with my hands. Just just do different stuff, you know? We'll just do, like, sign language. But Matt Thomas of Ashtone Audio, ladies and gentlemen. Matt, thank you so much, man. This was awesome. Over two hours. A was, blast. Dude, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and uh, I really I really appreciate all your comments on everything. That meant a lot when, uh, when that first uh, came about. So, Hell yeah, man. Looking forward to do it again. Hell yeah, man. You take care. All right, late. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you like what you heard and you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, you subscribe, you turn on the notification bell so you're notified of these new videos here on the channel. And also, if you're just listening to this on another podcast platform, make sure you leave a review for us. That really helps us out a lot. And also, you can check out all of our social media, our Twitch and our Patreon in the links in the description. And that's it. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you later. Bye-bye.